You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, how's it going? It's June 21st, 2023. I am Atrol Pearl. It's time to get in the weeds. Uh, Jeremy Lambert is here, hopefully for the duration of the program. <laughs> I've, I told, I've told the wife she's not allowed to leave the house under any circumstances right now because I cannot be called away on an emergency. So yes, hopefully I'm here for all two hours instead of, instead of just, well, I had to be a hero Joel Pearl had to go to go be a hero. It's okay. If it, if it means anything to you, the conversation didn't fall flat at all this past uh, Monday. So everything worked no, out. No, I need the show to suck without me. So I feel, so I feel a little bit like, uh, she's messaging me. Uh, you did not tell me that K Fabe, what are we doing here, baby? You got to K Fabe this stuff. Jeez. Uh, no, I need the show to be terrible, uh, without me. So that way it's like, Oh man, we miss Jeremy. We need him back. I don't, why do you have to get SP3 and Kate uh, to to come on the show? Why can't you get someone bad at this to to come on the show? So it's like, oh man, we really miss we miss Jeremy here. But no, you get like actual like talented people. I don't like this. I don't like people who aren't good at this. That's kind of the problem. I just I can't bring myself to bring on people who are subpar. I don't, Joel. I don't care. I, I don't care that like if our if our show tanks without me, I need it to tank without me. So I look better. This is this is my Hogan, uh, my Hogan pool right here. So yeah, I'm taking the show off when we're up against you know the the big competition and when you get these non draws in here. But if you keep bringing in other people, this doesn't work. This, uh, other good people, this doesn't work out for me. 
so when do I go off for a year and like spend my days in the top corner of this show while you bring on SP3 and I'm just brooding and slowly putting on black and white face paint. <laughs> when do we good get angle. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be a good bit if we could uh could you imagine you just like showing up for two hours each <laughs> three days a week just in silence until you finally speak? Could we pull that off? I don't think we can actually pull that off, but it'd be great if we could. I don't think I could pull it off. I would try, but I would I would fail. Miserably. I can pull it off. I've I've done the Christmas show, which apparently isn't a thing anymore. Uh, I've done the Christmas show for the last two years, where I didn't say I haven't said a single word on that Christmas show. I've I've sat in in silence for for two straight years on that show. I can I I think I can maybe pull it off. It'd be good. I I work on other stuff while you're doing this show. I wouldn't have to say anything. Maybe we'll do this. Now we've just spoiled our our big our big plans here, but I think I can do it. I think I yeah, can. Do all it. of this seems bad. I feel like this is not what we should do. Why? Why SB three can can do the show, and I'll just hang out for two hours. And my I got the mask. I can't reach it. It's way over there. My arms are not long enough. I can just wear the mask for three for six hours a week. It'd be good. Oh. Well then, okay, fine. Let's do it. Let's uh, no, let's not do that. That sounds awful. But you know what does sound good is actually uh, hey, hi, how are you? Chat, go ahead and leave a thumbs up on the video while you're here. And uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel because we're gonna get to uh, fifteen thousand before you know it, and we want you to be part of that. So go ahead, subscribe. Don't let Jeremy's face tell you otherwise. We're gonna be at fifteen thousand before we know it. So just uh, just do that, and and then hit hit that bell, get your notifications because we drop content here every day, whether it's pre-recorded or whether it's uh, an interview that we did, or there's other content too. If you don't like Jeremy and you don't like Joel, guess what? There's Joel and Kate. Oh, crap, that's me again. Uh, there's uh, Rob and Maggie. I know, right? It's one of the biggest trying shows on this channel. It's a problem. It uh, and then you've got uh, Rob and Maggie. They're great. They're on Fridays. Uh, you have uh, you have Tag Talk. They're, they're running around. They're doing their thing. And uh, we have Reg and Mike. They do indeed. They're fantastic. Check them out. Check out all the shows. And of course, New Japan Bread Club has an episode that's dropping, I believe, tomorrow or is it today? Yes. Today's Wednesday. I, I think it's going to run tomorrow because um, we have our show today and we have Indeed uh, later tonight. So New Japan Bread Club, it'll still be like timely tomorrow. So it'll be tomorrow. Perfect. Probably for the best anyway, because, uh, you know, Forbidden Door still has matches that will be announced and because that's a pre-recorded show it won't cut <laughs> anyway anyway yeah. it doesn't matter check them out bread club is uh, there's so much fun matt and kieran have uh, have a great report they're fun so uh check them out if you haven't yet i don't know what to tell you watch fmc where i twerk that's not a selling point at all i mean it, it is if you watch the video that you posted twerk and twerk machine over here and if you want Jeremy to twerk some more, go ahead and donate a super chat. Any amount gets your question statement and Jeremy twerk action on the air. No, it doesn't. Do not. Do not say that. I did it for free. I mean, I should get paid. Somebody throw some dollar bills at me. Throw some, throw some singles. That's what I'm me, saying. Don't Shaking this singles. ass for free. Don't throw singles. Throw 20s. Come on. Yeah. Make, make this place rain really well. Come on. Also, in Canada, you don't want to throw loonies because that stuff hurts. They're hard. They, they're painful. The, the lowest bill denomination we have is $5. So at least $5 to get Jeremy twerking. What is a loony? Kavan loony? No, it, it's just the name for the dollar coin we have. 
That sounds Canadian. Do, do you know what they call Sorry. the $2 coin? Sorry about your currency. Currency? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we think it's spelled with C-O-U. What do you think they call the $2 coin? Um... I have no idea. Oh, so wait, a loony is a, is a five dollar coin? No, the, the loony is the single dollar. So then, okay, two dollar coin. Uh, toonie? You got it, and someone in the chat already already spoiled it. Oh, okay. There's a loony bird on it. Don't forget toonie. Why? Why do you name your money loonies and toonies? Well, you... It's a loony because there's a loon on the on the front of the coin. Okay. Why is it a toonie? Because it's two. <laughs> that's the oh. that's the only reason. That one was like that was just completely easy to do. So is it, it phony for five? No, because the five is a five dollar bill. Your money is literally Looney Tunes. Like, <laughs> literally Looney Tunes is your money. Is Bugs Bunny on the dollar coin? No, but it would be great if it did. <laughs> Elmer Fudd on the $2 coin? Oh my god, no, stop it. Ryan Lambert sends a super chat saying, tosses quarters at Jeremy for the booty shakes. You gotta send more quarters than, than two. $2 worth, let's go. They sent eight quarters, technically. Technically, but that's not enough. That's, that's enough to like leave us a, a mark but not like indent the skin. Yeah, that hurt getting like eight quarters tossed at you. That would probably hurt, but let's keep it up. Pro Wrestling Podcast with the Super Chat saying AW tonight rubs together hands like Birdman. Okay, so we got we, we to gotta address the other uh, elephant in the room. Our Shane Hawk interview got a little bit of engagement from an article you wrote and something that Shane said. Welcome. Apparently my watch thinks that I'm talking to it. Uh, yeah, so the Shane Hawk interview. Let's let's touch on that real quick. Uh, he got some engagement, did he not? He knew what he was doing, and uh, like I, I thank him for for what he did. I, I say it all the time. Of you know, I appreciate when these these are these wrestlers come on here and give me a good headline out of this. And and Shane said some things that were very easy headlines. And I appreciate that he engaged with it as well, because so many wrestlers will just, oh, okay, one will get mad at me if I write the headline. I never, I never like that. Cause I never, it's a tricky balance. Here's some uh, newsworthy uh, insight here. It's a tricky balance, especially when they're on like our show and everything of like, I don't want to upset they're like them because they were kind enough to come on our show and, and talk to us for however long they talked to us and everything. But at the same time, I have a job to do when it comes to, to headlines. And I want, I do want the engagement. I do want the, the clicks. I'm lying. I don't, I never think it's clickbait. I think it's headline bait, but I'm lying. If I say like, Hey, I don't want you to engage with this. Let me write this generic headline. So that it gets no engagement, no clicks. That's stupid. That's not doing my job. Well, so I wrote what I wrote and I appreciated that, he engaged with it and realized like i think most of these wrestlers are get it and they realize like yeah let's let's engage with this let's say this and let's let's go with this so yeah shane hawk was great i got more articles coming coming from him that was such an easy headline though the american indies are the indies on easy mode come on that one was so easy so easy and like he said i saw uh shaza retweet it as well uh shaza mckenzie you know she mentioned of like it's not wrong that, you know, the international wrestlers feel like it's just harder to to get over 
because the exposure isn't there compared to America. Like I know most of the, the American wrestlers on the independent scene. And then when it comes to international talent, I don't know them as well because they just, they're not on like platforms and stuff. Like they're not on fight TV. They're not on IWTV. They're not on high spots. You know, all the other, even on like YouTube, um, a lot of American Indies on, are on YouTube. So like, I don't think Shane was necessarily wrong in what he was saying. Now, do I think like the Canadian independent wrestlers are better than the American independent wrestlers? Oh, it'd be fun, but it's all subjective, right? That's, that's a subjective thing. But I, I get what he's saying when it comes to like the exposure stuff, because the American Indies, there's gifts every weekend of these guys where the Canadian Indies, it's just not. Sorry, I had to bring that back because of the newsworthy comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish your sentence. I was like, is it going to be too far from his initial point? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to play it anyway. <laughs> Stupid horn. We used to have fun with that. Um, yeah, but it's true. It, this is why I always want more, more talent from outside of the U.S. to get in touch with us and to be on our show and to put themselves out there and put themselves over because without that, without our outlets it's it's still difficult and there is further in terms of canada like it's it's harder to to book a tour or gig or anything like that because it's so far between towns i mean going from ottawa to toronto alone is a five-hour drive whereas you know going from a smaller town where jeremy is to another town it could be a 45 minute drive so like it's not it's it's different and i'm not and again the easy mode comment yes it is a very easy headline to make but if you uh if you if you read the article and you understand the context uh i don't think i don't think shane hawk is wrong in the way that he presents the argument uh there have been a lot of really great wrestlers coming through canada for years and we can name them all but we don't need to because y'all have experienced them on various platforms typically when they move across and do stuff in the u.s but uh i i do think more people should Try to try to learn more about independent wrestlers who are coming up from other countries outside of the U.S. And that's that's really uh, that's really the big takeaway for me. So I'm always going to give a platform to wrestlers who are passionate, who are good at this, who put other people over and understand how the gig goes. That's how I feel. I think the I think his takeaway is what was the echo there? What, what are we doing, Joel? I heard an echo. There's no echo. Oh, all right. I think you're lying. I think the biggest takeaway is <laughs> Canadians lie. I think that's the biggest takeaway. I think the biggest takeaway is wrestlers should come on this show and say some outrageous stuff that I can write as a headline. And then you can get over through that. That's the biggest takeaway, everybody. Will Ospreay. I saw what you said about Canada. I tagged you. <laughs> I tried to get Osprey on the show. I at least tagged him. I mean, I can't say like I tried to get him and, and that like I have any type of line to Will Osprey, but I did tag him. By the way, I have a second source confirming that there was an echo. So double source confirmed on this. How bad was the echo? Bad enough that I heard it and commented on it. But was it like, was it long or was it just happening? Nah, it was very. It was like two words that I said, and it echoed oh, okay. uh, for it. So I honestly, but, I think it just happens with the stupid. Whenever I use that horn, whenever I use any sound on the soundboard, something goes weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, double sourced. Joel Pearl is a liar. Can confirm. Credit to uh, in the weeds. Select. 
That one. Now works. we're gonna echo again. No, no, that one's on my personal soundboard through my oh, okay. personal board. Anything I do through StreamYard with the audio always goes bonkers. It's yeah. stupid. Anyway. Yeah, uh, credit, yeah. credit in the weed select until that platform gets shut down for using the term select in it and we get yelled at. <laughs> I, I made that joke on Monday, so I can't do it again. Uh, or no. no, I did it somewhere where I was just like, anyway, I, I mentioned the whole thing. Um I didn't mention this, and I meant to. In about 45 minutes at 11 a.m. Eastern, Jody Threat's going to join us. And that's a pretty, that's a pretty great deal. Uh, if, you, if you don't know who Jody Threat is, then clearly you haven't been watching Fightful Properties because uh, Sean Ross Sapp has not stopped talking about Jody Threat for years, and neither have I for that matter, because Jody's uh, located in my neck of the woods, so I get to see her quite often. And now more and more people are exposed to her thanks to Impact Wrestling. But Jody's going to join us at 11 o'clock because she's going to be a part of uh, a show that's happening on Sunday morning. That's, uh, that's June 25th, by the way, uh, going into Forbidden Door at the rec room in Toronto. It's called Girls Next Door. Some of y'all have heard me talk about the show, but Jody's on the card and uh, she's going to be facing Ali Catch in a no DQ match. So we're going to talk to her about that and a whole bunch of other stuff. Again, that's at 11 a.m. Eastern. Very, very much looking forward to Jody Threat joining us. Uh, and then on Friday, the plan is just to, to put it out there because we're talking girls next door. Uh, Nicole Matthews is going to join us. That's the, that's the plan as of right now. We know that for, uh, for, for Nicole, uh, van life can be a precarious internet uh, situation, but from right now, she's tentatively slated to join us to talk about girls next door and a whole other bunch of things. I'm going to talk to her about van life for a whole bunch. Cause like pandemic made me a van life aficionado for a guy who never lived in a van. So I'm excited for that one. I'm very excited for Jody Threat and Nicole Matthews. I'm very interested in this van life because I've, I've heard you talk about it a little bit and uh, messages and online and stuff. And not gonna lie, I don't know. I like I I get it, but like I don't fully get it. Does she have uh, sonar on the van life? Like we're we're gonna be able to find her if she's you know like out there and, and missing for for a little while right like we can i'm sure she has gps and some sort of connection i get worried about this stuff now with this you know titanic submarine thing this is what's consumed my life the past couple of days i've seen that i've seen the consumption that it's taken on your life i see you you and uh you and the wife are are very deeply entrenched in this oh she's up to like 3 a.m just like reading all the stories about this like i'm she's just giving me all the new updates she's an expert on this by the way if if they need to do a rescue mission she should lead it because i'm pretty sure she has all the information at this point i just think like they need to tap on the glass do some morse code on the glass and aquaman will come save them at some point that's where i feel uh the this should all lead to because i don't know how else you know but best wishes to them i I can't say it's promising at this point. It's a very sad and tragic thing, but, 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 you know, I will say this. If you want to save these people, it's a very easy fix. You get a 13 year old kid. Who's an amazing gamer. (laughs) They're going to take that, that joystick and button mash, baby. Button mash. Just what is it? A A B B select start yeah. start. Konami down code. down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh, that's the whole thing. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> so far. I just got I just got a message from the anonymous uh, <laughs> ITWGM saying it's the first thing I read about in the morning, though. Just I am not up until 3 a.m. by it. Just consumed by it, giving me all that. That's how I, I mean, I read this stuff as well. It's fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating. I, I, I don't get it at all. The Logitech PlayStation 3 controller just pops me so much. It's like, this is what they got stuff like the, the sub is made out of like spare parts from Camping World as well. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? This is like a this is like a middle school project of like, oh yeah, over here we got the Pinewood Derby for all the Boy Scouts. And then if you don't want to compete in the Pinewood Derby, everybody, come over here and, and compete in the, the, the Titanic submersive uh challenge over on this side for, for the Boy Scouts. And that's that's what we're doing here. It's like, all right, let's pay a quarter of a million dollars and we're gonna take this thing on down. I have, the, remember when we used to do the gaming stuff on Twitch and we would play like Portal and all that? Th- yeah. That's the same gaming controller that I have, yeah. just like a spec up. Right. And <laughs> I find it absolutely insane that that's oh how God, they a PlayStation. I mean, this is like a legit PlayStation. It's just PlayStation uh, 4, but right. PlayStation 4 controller. Here we go. This, is, my, this is what we're I, using here. Yeah, like I've got my Switch Pro controller, which apparently is is more <laughs> advanced than whatever they're using down there. So I listen, feel bad about what's going on down there, but at the same time, like you said, it's a little it's a little insane. And the one guy whose whose son went to the Blink One Eighty Two concert <laughs> tried to meet Travis Parker in the band. See, so message Tom Delonge. <laughs> it was just like, hey, can I meet the band? I'm in a state of shock. Oh. oh, you just that's a good you know what use it to, to your advantage but yeah he's like my family would have wanted me to go to this blink 182 concert and i mean probably you know like they went on a submarine trip without you so which fortunately you might as well go to this blink 182 concert and you know have a have a grand old time out there just absolutely insane i can't I can't anyway. Okay, so let's uh let's let's talk about this whole thing with CM Punk because you didn't get a chance to give me your thoughts on the return on the promo and then we got to talk about the fact that, you know, there was some reporting about tonight Dynamite being in Chicago at Wintrust and uh CM Punk being scheduled for not announced at least not yet. And the elite having reportedly done some pre-tapes for tonight's dynamite and for Saturday's collision, which I have some feelings on as well. But give me your your general thoughts, starting with uh, with Punk and the return and the promo, because I got a few of my thoughts out. But I, I would like to hear yours about uh, about watching him come back and the reaction he got. I realize these are very lukewarm takes because it was on Saturday, but I've not officially commented on the return. Of, of CM Punk. So very, you know, hot takes from, from my, uh, from my mouth and brain on this. I thought it was a good promo. Like, uh, you know, it, it, it hit the points that we kind of were hoping he would hit with certain things. I like the, the tell me what I'm telling lies callback and all this stuff. But my biggest thing is he's setting up a feud right now that we don't know if it's going to happen. If it does happen, 
fantastic. Honestly, we'll look back on this and be like, oh, great. Like all of this counterfeit bucks makes sense. Like, you know what? This was the, not the first beat, but a beat in, in the story. But if it doesn't happen, we're just going to be like, this is just kind of a, a waste of nothing for this. I like that he addressed the title situation. You know, we had the, I guess the Blackhawks custom belt in his bag uh, that he got gifted from Tommy Hawk. Uh, I guess that was in his bag. So I like that he addressed that. It didn't really address, he addressed the absence and everything, but he didn't really address like collision and what he was doing with FTR and the, the, the main event that he was competing in and things like that. And they didn't really set anything else up for him moving forward. He just won in the main event and, and that was it. He's reportedly going to be on Dynamite tonight. Not announced for that. I've seen the theories that you know MJF has declined facing Hiroshi Tanahashi. He, he will not show up to Forbidden Door. I've seen the theory that CM Punk will show up because they were going to do Punk and Tanahashi last year until Punk got the foot injury. So Punk will show up and represent AEW as the world champion. And that is how they maybe get to a CM Punk MJF batch. If, if those two, I would, I guess they're willing to work together, but that is maybe how they get to that. You know, I saw the, the discourse of, Oh, we removed the AEW little logo when he had the shaved head. And this is all callbacks to the, the WWE promo where he uh, took shots at the rock and everything when he was still champion. We said it a, a lot leading up to, the return of punk is he is going to live out Bret Hart 97. He's going to be babyface in Chicago, which he was, he got the F the elite chance. He got the big cheers and everything. And I think he's going to get booed pretty much everywhere else. And we're going to see that starting as early as Saturday when they're in Canada and we'll see what the reaction is. The fact that the elite aren't going to be on the show reportedly tonight and then Saturday feels like a miss considering they're coming off that angle last week you would probably want them on the show in some capacity i hope callus is at least there to to talk about stuff i know eddie kingston is going to be there to address enemies or at least do some type of segment and danison's going to call out okada but like osprey and omega is arguably the biggest or second biggest match going into forbidden door you would probably want Osprey or Omega on the final dynamite before Forbidden Door. The fact that we're not going to get Omega feel at least in a live capacity feels like a miss. But I understand they're in Chicago. They want to they don't want Omega potentially booed during this when he is supposed to be the babyface. So it does feel like they're trying to protect that a little bit. I get that, but this is where it just comes into, you know, the 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 layout of the booking of oh, we did this big angle this week. But we're in Chicago, so we can't actually have them on the show because they're going to get booed, and that's not going to going to look good. So they're working the best they can with these circumstances, but they've also put themselves in this position of these circumstances with the addition of the Chicago shows and and laying out the booking how they've laid it out. Yeah, there and and a lot of that of what you said, I, I agree with, and I echo a lot of that. The um... If they want to make the Kenny and Osprey match have a little bit extra going into Sunday, then yeah, Osprey should show up tonight and whatever he says, Kenny should reply via pre-tape. And and I would be okay with that. Just something to advance the story and give a little bit extra going into the the final build. Uh you, there's there's so much more going on tonight. 
you've got the blind eliminator tournament. We're going to go through all this, but the point is like, there is a lot and they're probably going to have so much that it kind of covers for the elite, not being on the show tonight. And instead maybe making a small appearance, but at the same time, like this, it's one of their bigger, the Kenny part. It's really the Kenny part more than anything because the I, bus don't have a match yet. Right. And I think you need callous. Yes. I think, I think you need callous out there. The, the question is to Chicago cheer callous because they don't like Kenny that much that they are willing to cheer the the most hated man in AEW. I I don't know, but I think you need Callus out there to talk up Osprey to bury Omega and and to even talk up Takeshka a little bit. I think not having Callus in a live portion coming off of last week would be a little bit of, of a miss. Like again, this is the biggest match, and I, the angle last week was so hot. We're I saw all the praise of like, was this the greatest ending to dynamite ever and everything. it's like, wait, you're going to follow this up with just pre-tapes. The greatest ending to dynamite ever is just going to be followed up with, Hey, you know, a backstage segment of of Kenny and the bucks. Like, Oh man, can't believe we got attacked like that. We're going to get our revenge. Like that's how we're going to follow this up. I don't, that's a miss. An extended ETE segment. Yeah. And they might do it well, by the way. Like, I'm not saying like it's going to be like a bad thing. It, the 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 material might be good. I just think when you have a segment like that, it's better if you follow it up in front of a live crowd in some capacity. And again, this is where I would call on Don Callis and trust that he can turn that Chicago crowd. If they want to boo Omega, he can turn that crowd against him and get the get a little bit of shine on Omega get some extra heat on Will Ospreay with this stuff. But that might be difficult because that Chicago crowd, they ain't, they ain't fans of the elite. They are not fans. And they, the beats Callis likes to hit of like Kenny Omega, wasted potential. Uh, Kenny Omega too concerned with playing video games and what the young bucks have to say when he could be a star on his own. They might cheer that stuff because they, they don't like the elite. They might be like, yeah, F Kenny Omega for, for doing all that. They might cheer that. And then that's not, great either but i'd have some i'd have some trust in callus to go out there and deliver a, a strong promo segment to to get the heat on osprey and omega uh going into forbidden door and you'd want to separate it as far as you can having the dawn segment and if cm punk has a segment in the ring or whatever he does oh you yeah them as far apart so that the crowd's not immediately clicking putting those two together uh and and i agree with you it's up to it's up to dawn if they do that uh and the city of Chicago from at least what we were told by pro wrestling podcast on Monday was that there was a split reaction that there were some people who were, you know, not super enamored with CM Punk's return or, or that felt uncomfortable, which is the words that he used himself, CM Punk uh, in his promo. There were people who were uncomfortable with, uh, with the way that he came back and the things that he said, because at the end of the day, yeah, there's CM Punk fans, but they're also fans of the company, which has elite in it. And they, they go to support not just CM Punk, but also other wrestlers involved with it. So some people are, are not willing to quote, take a side in this whole situation. And as a result, some people still feel uncomfortable with the way that uh, this plays out. I'm, I'm interested in how tonight plays, but I'm also a little annoyed that I'm interested in the reaction more than the storylines 
Because again, this is another thing that continues to happen with AEW where we become much more invested in what's going on backstage and what's in the news and less of what's going on in the ring. And again, looking at the promo for tonight, there's a lot of really good stuff going on in the ring. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do think this is kind of an AEW. I don't want to say it's a full on problem because the the fan base enjoys this stuff. I enjoy this stuff if I'm if I'm being honest. But yeah, it, a lot of their promo stuff is based almost too much in the backstage reality. We saw a lot of that in the the four pillars uh, lead up, and I think I think they lost the plot a little bit on the four pillars lead up and we discussed that as that show was was nearing and that match was nearing i think they lost the plot a little bit on there i think they can sometimes be too willing to address that stuff that they do lose the plot on like hey what's actually happening on television and if there is a criticism of the punk promo it might be that is like you were taking shots at the young bucks which is hey they went into chicago after they returned and were trolling 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 uh, in that trio, Kenny was biting. They were using CM Punk moves. They were using the GTS and everything. Like they were trolling in Chicago. So CM Punk, I understand he wants to return and everything, or he wants to return fire on that. I get it. He's been he's been holding that stuff in. For, he was so proud of that counterfeit counterfeit Bucks line, by the way. He he said it, and he's like, wink, pet. Yeah, great job, Phil. You, you got him. Who do you think fed that to him? Who do you think told him yeah, backstage like counterfeit bucks? Huh? Huh? Nah, he's yeah. been working on that one. He's had no. months to, to get this material going. He's been working on this one. You don't think the he's chomp man? You don't think no, you don't think the chomper <laughs> gave it to him as a as a little bit of a, an incentive? Like huh? 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 we're cool with Kenny, but what about the tag team? Huh? He was uh, he was very proud of that. I understand why he wants to return fire and everything, but sometimes like you got to address what's actually happening on the television show as well and, and build that. And that was like my my kind of issue with that is like I thought Collision was a good show. I thought it was a good show. It, it felt a little bit different than than Dynamite, and you know they had it's a good matches. They set up some stuff, 
But when it came to like Punk, I feel like they set up stuff that we don't know if it's going to happen. And maybe it will. Maybe again, maybe it will. But is it going to happen immediately? It doesn't seem like it. You know, we've we've got uh, Omega and Osprey this weekend. The Bucks don't have a match for this weekend. We don't know what Punk is doing this weekend, if anything. So it doesn't seem like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen immediately. Maybe it does happen coming out of Forbidden Door and, you know, which would be next week. Maybe they do start setting stuff up there. But we don't know that. And certainly CM Punk didn't set up anything when it came to Bullet Club and, and Samoa Joe and the, the trios match. And I guess the people were already in the building. The people are already watching. What do you need to, to say about this stuff? But they didn't set up anything coming out of that match either. It's just CM Punk and FTR one happy ending to close collision. They didn't, there was no big hook for, for next week or anything like that. It felt it was a, it was a good show, but it was just maybe the CM Punk promo was the impact, but the CM Punk and, and really the hook, but the CM Punk promo was also setting up something that we know nothing about on television that hasn't been referenced on television and that we don't know if it's going to happen in the coming weeks. And if it does great, I'll look very dumb and I'll be like, you know what? That, that promo is a home run. And if it doesn't happen, then we're like, Hey, cool promo in, in this vacuum. But in terms of television, what did we accomplish here? It's funny because once upon a time when the CM Punk return was on the table, we were talking about All In and we were talking about All Out and we were talking about a, a CM FTR versus Kenny and the Bucks match as an All In match to lead into the Bucks and FTR for the AW tag titles at All In or, or at All Out the next week and then Punk versus whoever. And we I get that we we thought maybe Kenny would take the title at one point. And they do, you know, it would basically be a big, like, massive six-man house show style match to get you excited for All Out the next week. Uh, which I think, honestly, as far as, like, a six-man trios match, a trios match as it would be in OEW, as far as that would go, that would be a really good place to be um, for, for All In. And then at All Out, you'd have the two big title matches that I think would still do exceedingly well. But I don't know where we're at at this point. Uh the punk return has got a lot of people talking for better or worse. I'm going to go back to the whole, uh, you know, backstage getting people excited for AW. Um, something that Sean brought up on his backstage report that I thought was worth reminding people and worth repeating was the idea that like, yes, we have on Fightful select almost 10,000 subscribers. Okay. Uh, you take into account people who are account sharing, then maybe you're getting up to, you know, Liberally, we'll say 13,000. The amount of people who are watching Dynamite week to week are much, much, much larger of an audience. We're talking, you know, upward uh, on, a, on, a, on an excellent week. You're talking a million, you know, on a regular week right now, averaging about 800,000 to 900,000. And that's fine. There's a large group of people who are not in the know the same way that those 13,000 fans or 13,000 patrons that we talk about are, are, are part of. And I would love to know from those people who are not watching it for the news and are not interested in the backstage stuff that are just wrestling, entertain me, stories, tell me. I want to know how those people are feeling going into this CM Punk return, if they're turned on, turned off, if they're interested, not interested. I want to know how those people feel because 
we get stuck in our echo chamber very quickly, especially with social media and, and the people we follow don't follow. There are people who of those 800,000 plus not on social media, not interested, don't care, entertain me. That's fine. I want to know from those people, you know, and, and, and I don't think I can ask anybody at Forbidden Door because Forbidden Door is another niche event where it's going to be filled with people who are New Japan fans, AW fans. They're there for the dream matches. They're not there for the stories. Uh, they, some of the, you know, there is a story attached to these matches, but like they're not, this isn't an advancement uh, for the most part of AEW storylines. Some of the matches are, but not all of them are. It's not, it's like an outside of the box event that they put on. That being said, it's a different kind of, uh, it, it's a different kind of a person that I want to talk to. Because those people are the most interesting to me when we talk about what AEW is doing right or doing wrong, what brings them back or what turns them off. So so two comments on this, Joel. And it might end up being like three or four comments. We are very trapped in, in our bubble because we are very online. We are very much covering everything in, in the business, right? Like I, I write news daily. I got to be on top of all of this. You you do essentially a show daily at this point. You got to be on top of, of all this stuff. And the people we interact with are largely in that bubble as well. They are, they are wrestling media people. If you're listening to this show, watching this show, if you're tweeting at us, with us, whatever it might be, like you probably understand all of this stuff. So two things on this. After All Out, after everything had happened, we we got all that. We were watching the press conference and the, the audio and everything. Then the following dynamite, hey, Kenny and the Bucks are, are gone, stripped of the titles. CM Punk's gone, stripped of the titles. We have uh friends, fr- friends who um f- friends who watch wrestling and who are not in this bubble, right? And so we asked them of like, hey, what did you make of like them? stripping of the title like did you know of why it all happened they're like no like we just we just saw we watched a television show and they didn't really explain it and so like they went online to kind of look and they didn't quite understand all of it that had happened but they got the gist of everything and the but like it wasn't appealing to them it's like no we just watched a television show and this is what what we what we keep up with like we're not online looking at all of this um, you know, our, our kids have, have school friends who watch wrestling and like, they're not online on this. Like they're, they're just watching the show. They're not going online, keeping up with all the, all the, uh, news and stuff. I got to tell our kids, tell everybody to go to fightful.com and give me some, give me some more money. Uh, but like they, they just don't keep up with all of this stuff. Right. So yeah, there is a large portion of the audience that just doesn't keep up with this. And again, I have friends who I've talked to about this and ask them like did you know what was going on and they're like no that's one point second so jensen and i just interviewed um his name's declan Goff. he 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 works for minnesota sports he's a big wrestling fan he is actually online keep keep this in mind he covers the minnesota sports clubs uh he has a show he does he talks wrestling on his show and everything he is actually like relatively online when it comes to this stuff so we asked him about Forbidden Door. He, he knows like the backstage stuff and everything. But we asked him about Forbidden Door. And he's like, yeah, I don't really know these New Japan guys. He doesn't watch New Japan. He, he just doesn't. He watches AEW. He watches WWE. But he doesn't watch New Japan. Doesn't keep up with anything New Japan. And we asked him, this interview will air uh, tomorrow on the spotlight, by the way. Uh, we asked him like, 
do you think AEW could do a better job when it comes to like the new Japan stuff? And he's like, yeah, like I know like Osprey has been on the show before and Okada has had a match, but he's like, I don't get the, the gravity of what these guys mean to new Japan. Like he knows they're good wrestlers. They're obviously good wrestlers if they're having these matches and stuff, but he just doesn't understand why Okada is a big deal. Why Osprey is a big deal. Why these are big matches because he doesn't keep up with new Japan and he only keeps up with new Japan through AEW. And I think there is some valid, you know, we make fun of, Oh, they need a video package to introduce this person. If you don't know these people, you're dumb. And again, we're very much in our bubble when it comes to that. We're like, how do you not know Will Ospreay? How do you not know Okada? How do you not know who, why they are so great and why these matches are so big type of things? We, I, we literally interviewed a person who is online, who watches WWE and AEW, but doesn't watch New Japan and who said like, yeah, I don't think they've done a great enough job explaining to me, a viewer, why these are a big deal, why these wrestlers are a big deal, why these matches are a big deal. And look, if you think he's wrong, you think he's wrong, but this is we talked to him of, you know, his thoughts on it. And that was his thoughts on it. So yeah, I've talked to people who are not so much in our little bubble and they do have criticisms of both backstage stuff and forbidden door stuff. Please for the love of God, before anyone comments in the, if you're watching after the fact and leave me a comment, first of all, go ahead do that. That's fine. But please don't start trying to defend the the feelings of somebody else's opinions yeah. on this whole thing i get it i get it that little school kid is just wrong how can they not be online and keeping up with cm punk and brawl out exactly your experiences are different from the people we're talking about but those are the experiences that i personally want to continue hearing from because i feel like those are the experiences that get more eyes on the product in positive ways and make the changes that are needed to continue making this company better and continue making it more cohesive and, and less online, which people think that's a dirty word to be less online. But I really feel like a lot of us at the irony of us doing a show three times a week, if that's online and talking about this, but I feel, but I feel like a lot of people could really stand from just unplugging being offline for a bit and, and and you know you know what i'll add to my point about being offline my tuesdays i've told a lot of people my tuesdays are sacred to me now it is my one day where throughout the entire day uh, my my kids in daycare i am not doing a show unless i there's an emergency and i gotta fill in uh but i'm largely offline and i'm doing stuff around the house i'm cleaning i'm cooking i'm just not online and i find that that is so incredibly beneficial not only for my mental health but also just for my general state of mind when it comes to wrestling and when it comes to all the things that i do being offline for a little bit and thinking about those who are offline for these shows is a huge benefit to how you think and feel about pro wrestling um because not everyone has the same 100 percent online all the time situation that you do so think about yeah that. i mean i was very unplugged for a good week and a half uh the, this past time and like i didn't feel like i missed a whole lot is, is the first thing is like i think that and, and i could be wrong but for my feeling i think that is why people just don't get all, offline as much as they just feel like oh i'm gonna miss something and then i'm not gonna be up on things and then so they don't want to be on, offline on that. I think you'll find like you probably won't miss as much as you as you think you do. Um, but yeah, it was nice just 
being away from all all the discourse and everything. And like I didn't really watch a lot of wrestling either. I just just got away from everything. It was very nice. It, it, get in the weeds, everybody. Go touch grass is what is what we're what we're saying. Um, but yeah, look, there's a big there's there is a big portion of the audience that just doesn't consume all the stuff that we consume and we like to make fun of them we is a collective not you and i specifically but like we make fun of them because we are so online it's like well how do they not think the way that i think it's like well because they're different people they live a different life and their opinion is no less valid than yours and honestly they should be listening to more because you're just gonna listen to dorks like me or like how can you not be excited for Brad danielson and kazuchika okada like what what are we doing this is the biggest match of all time it's gonna be the greatest wrestling match in history behind randy orton and edge so why why wouldn't you be excited for this match like the, of course i'm excited for it but you know billy on the street that's that's like that's like a real thing, isn't it? With Billy Eichner, so. name a woman, <laughs> name a woman for a dollar, name a woman. Sorry, him <laughs> on Parks and Rec. He's fantastic. Uh, Billy Eichner is, is great when he's just yelling at people. Um, you know, Billy on the street it might not know all of this stuff, right? Like, it's probably more important than the guy who's gonna just give you his money willy nilly because, like. I'm going to give you my money willy nilly because I got to watch this stuff and I like this stuff and I cover this stuff. Like the argument of like the casual fan, let's appeal to the casual fan is, is that a little bit overblown, but I do think there is an argument for let's appeal to the casual wrestling fan. How about that? Like, because there are just fans who do like wrestling, but just who only watch the television stuff. Like so, appeal to you don't need to appeal to the I was casual waiting. fan who's not watching wrestling who's like, oh, I gotta hook this. What's that? No, no, your internet had been kind of fluctuating and then it stopped for a second, and I was gonna say I saw it coming, but it was only for a quick second. You're good. Oh, all right. Sorry. I think you're good. Yeah, now. my internet. Yeah, my internet's gonna be my Ohio. What are you gonna do, people? Right, Logan Paul. Everything he said about Ohio is completely true. We'll talk about that later. But also, but I, but I do want to point out if there's one thing that I, this is how dorkish I am when it comes to this stuff. Uh, if you're ever on Streamyard and you're using Wi-Fi to do these shows, 45 minutes is like if you have good internet uh, via Wi-Fi. 45 minutes is when this particular stream app, whatever taps itself out and then starts going and then resets itself. It's a very strange thing I've noticed. Oh, well from now on at the 45 minute mark, I will never speak because this, that's basically how this internet works is the, the 45 minute mark is, uh, it, that's when it's going to do its thing. Um, did I say 45 so, minutes? I meant, uh, the 30 and 20 <laughs> <laughs> every 15 minutes that's is right. when it happens. Uh, my, my point being is like, Okay, appealing to casual fans who are like watching reality TV and it's like, oh, how do we hook them with a, a big storyline or a big match type of thing? Like, don't worry about those people. Worry about the people who are literally just consuming your wrestling television show. Worry about those people because they're watching, but now you got to get them. You got to, you try, you want them to consume 
everything. You want them to consume the being the elites and then collision and dynamite and rampage and main event and NXT and NXT level up. Like you want them to consume that stuff. So how do you get them to do that? And that's when it starts on the television show that most people are watching and finding those, those hooks with the FTW championship and jungle boy to get them to watch. And then you end up with a ballot of the Emmys for dynamite and all access. The hooks, the hooks, the hooks, Patrick. We can't ride up the hooks. You just ride it up. It's a SpongeBob episode. This is a great bit with the the SpongeBob. People are going to overblow this Emmy thing, by the way. It's just like they're one of like 50 shows on the nomination ballot. These are not like the final ballots, everybody. They're literally just on the the nomination ballot with like, again, 50 other shows. Yeah, but they're on it. So clearly they're going to win an Emmy because it's cinema, Jeremy. WWE is not on it, by the way. It I, never is. Yeah. I don't How did AEW get on, but like WWE didn't even like make the little nomination ballot? I, I think for nominations, you have to fill out some paperwork for it. And I think WWE's just been like, this is a waste of time. Why are we doing <laughs> Like this is anytime they tried the, the four year consideration stuff, it's just blown up in their faces. Like a, you can't be serious. Right, bro. And like AEW, I think is just, I think because Warner brothers discovery is doing so much right now with AEW, And I think personally, they may have a little bit of stake in the company, but that's a whole other conversation. I think oh, wow. they're trying to get the most out of their investment. Uh, and, and this is one way and it creates buzz because like you said, some people are going to take it and run with it. And, that maybe to them puts more eyes on them. And by the way, I'm not the first person to, to make that assertion. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's been a, a Brandon Thurston thing as well. He's talked about uh, the potential of WBD having some stake in the AW pie. Nothing is official. He's, everything's just kind of, you know, talk, talk. Joel, the Emmys are on September 18th. That is a Monday. Do we do an Emmy award show on this like we we give awards for acting for supporting role for best writing not like the wrestling matches everyone knows the wrestling oh the wrestler and things like that who's the best actor who, who what's the best promos it's promos i'm not promos whatever you go out there do you what's the best skit segment type of thing do we do a fake Emmy award show on this show on September 18th? Only if your internet works. <laughs> it's doing it again. You got robots. I, I don't know what you do with this. Uh, the, the internet's. I can do a router in here, and the kids will yell at me. So I don't know if I can do that. Just get a 75 foot cable and run it from the router up to this room. That'll work really well. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah, I'm sure. I got the Wi Fi extender. Those things are trash. Yeah, not good. they don't work. They clearly yeah. do not work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, we're gonna we're gonna call it the Wheaties. Uh, <laughs> That's the name of the sued. No, we're never gonna get sued. No, we're not big enough. Spelled really. <laughs> Eventually, you're gonna be fixed. The other half sends a super chat, by the way, saying, "What do we think of AJ Mendez's new look?" possibly a return so she posted a photo of herself looking j- 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 jacked um quite honestly I-, I just think she's always maintained a very good physique i think she's always stayed in the gym uh 
good for her. She's doing heels apparently, right? She's doing uh, not AW heels. I mean, heels on stars, uh, the, the show. But um, what do you think? Are we, do you think we're closer to seeing AJ show up in back in wrestling outside of women of wrestling? I don't think so, honestly. I mean, like, it'd be cool. I have no issue with it. It, it'd be it'd be very good it'd be good for wrestling because everyone uh loves aj lee and you know she, she's a very good performer during her time and everything so it'd be cool to see her return i just i don't know how much she really wants to do that honestly like any interview i've i've listened to her or read of her she just feels like that chapter has been in the past for her and she's just good you know doing writing doing production executive producing type of thing and she's just she's content and happy with that i don't i don't know if she wants to do it obviously if she comes back she wants to do it in some capacity but i i don't get the sense that this is something she's like eager to do i agree with you i think there's um ultimately obviously it's up to her i i don't know where she fits if not back in wwe to be perfectly honest I don't know what, like, she goes to the AEW women's division and what? What happens? She's part of a division that's not booked very strongly, in my opinion. She's part of the Outcast. That's pretty much it. Like, are they going to put her opposite the Outcast? And she'll be like, I, I didn't come here, but I support these originals. And it doesn't work. You put her on Collision, and she's the, you know, she's going to have a Chris Statlander TBS title match. Like, what are we doing? It just nothing, nothing about her coming to AEW makes sense or interests me. Whereas her coming back to WWE with an axe to grind, kind of like that. I would like that more. But uh, who knows? She could show up in in MLW and challenge uh, their new their new featherweight champion. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> I, I don't know if MLW is be the home for her. That's not where you may return six months after it airs. Six months after it's taped. That's that's not a lot, whole lot of buzz there. I do think a WWE return would be would be something. I mean, she still worked in WWE for a little while after um, you know everything happened with Punk. So clearly, she can get along a little bit. Punk was obviously backstage uh, during his AEW sabbatical and everything. So maybe there's a little bit of a, a makeup there. But again, AJ Lee was professional after Punk left. Uh, left on very bad terms as well like aj lee was very professional on that so i'm with you like a wwe return would kind of interest me more than her just joining AEW because how many times have we seen like this big star coming into AEW and then it just kind of fizzling out rather quickly uh after you know they they lose to jade cargill or whoever they lose to yeah, I mean, I will say this by the way. MLW has been airing stuff a little closer to when it's been taped, so I gotta, I gotta put them over for that. And I know Stephen Jensen has been on the weekender, so I'll say that. But yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think that she'll be appearing there. Or maybe have they been airing stuff closer? I mean, they just aired this women's featherweight bout between Taya and Delmiexo. This thing was taped on april 6 is that closer like that's still two months two months two and a half months okay fair fine i was hoping that maybe it wouldn't be that way but i guess you're right 
Have you thought that maybe uh, that's that that's the way it should be with MLW? No, I don't know. Someone in the chat saying she should be Tyrus for the NWA ten pounds of gold. That I'm I'm a big fan yeah. of that. that. I'm all about that. That'd, yes. be, that'd be fantastic. She should show up there and just beat Tyrus. And then she can be on CBS syndicated with the, the NWA women's title as part of women of wrestling. Nuclear heat. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest is scheduled to join us in a couple of minutes. Jody threat's going to be here. Very excited for that. Uh, a lot to talk about. And uh, we're going to, we're going to put all that over uh, wrap a bow on the CM Punk stuff tonight. He potentially shows up on dynamite. Does this set up, a match for forbidden door for CM Punk. That's the big question at hand with a week left until not even a week with a few days left until forbidden door. If they don't do the Tanahashi thing, which people have kind of hinted and speculated with MJF saying he wasn't going to show up. Like what is there for him? The Kenta thing was rumored, but I feel like they would have done that for collision if they were going to pull him in there, but maybe, you know, that match is one that for the, fan base they're looking for on this that really sells itself kenta comes out attacks and then you're off from there so maybe you can do that with a two-show build dynamite and and collision those are the only two that it's like all right here we go otherwise you just kind of be like hey cm punk against ishii great match but not not much uh heat behind it a lot of biting so I got to stop doing he's stone pitbull. Yeah, he's just doing stone pitbull. Anyway, I, I'm excited for that. We'll we'll see what they do uh, on on dynamite. I think the Kenta match is still is still on and will get built too. So, regardless, it's time. Without further ado, let's get to it, folks. Uh, this this is a fun one. We're looking forward to uh, to having her on the show. You know her right now from Impact Wrestling. She's going to be in contest this. Sunday morning, June 25th, at the Rec Room in Toronto, facing Ali Catch at a no DQ match. Smash Wrestling and Femme Fatale puts on Girls Next Door. Go and check it out. I will be there. So in the meantime, let's bring her on. The one, the only, Jody Threat joins us now. Hi, Jody. How are you? Good morning. It is morning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Last I checked, it's sunny here. I'm in Toronto, so uh, it's beautiful here today. Good, good. Uh, let's get right to it. You've got a match with uh, Ali Catch, a no DQ match. I've I've seen you uh, attack those before. What's different with Ali Catch and a no DQ match? Because she can also go in those situations. See, the challenge here is that if anyone has followed my career, Ali Catch, formerly Ali Cat, was my tag team partner. So uh, I feel like she knows my ins and outs, um, and so I think that might cause a bit of trickiness. Um, so there's that, not to mention, uh, her career lately has been very, uh, hardcore, if you will. So I think, uh, this might be a bit more challenging than it normally is based on those things. I have to ask about your, your shirt because I I just caught it (laughs) of what, what is the meaning behind this shirt? Uh, this shirt is, uh, of one of my favorite bands. Check them out. They're pretty okay. dang good. Yeah. Cox. There you go. All right. Well, that, now everybody can That's go. That's your homework, everyone. Everyone go home. <laughs> go on whatever your music thing is and check out Cox Bar. A plus. A plus band. What kind of music do they do? I like punk. Okay. All right. I, I wasn't sure. Thank you for, for clarifying that. Yeah, on, no uh, <laughs> what the what the shirt means uh you recently signed with with impact wrestling how have you found your your time with uh impact thus far oh it's amazing 
Um, what a neat locker room. Uh, I've said it a few times now. Uh, you, you go in there like it's, you know, when you're on the Indies, you're a bit of like a, you know, a big fish in a, a little pond. And then you go into TV and you're literally a little minnow in this ocean. Um, so it can be overwhelming. But uh, from day one, everyone has just been so welcoming. Um, and you really feel like people want you to succeed. Um, so honestly, like I have nothing bad to say, only positive raving reviews for impact. Um, and I just feel so lucky that I, I have the opportunity to work for this company. One thing that, uh, is, is a little bit different in impact versus everywhere else you've been is you're getting a little more involved with the uh, backstage vignettes and things like that. How has that been for you kind of jumping into uh, that new scene when it comes to television wrestling? I don't know if you've noticed, I'm not very good at uh, acting per se. So that has been a little awkward. I am a unionized actor. I, uh, I was in like this show before, but it was very much based on like a character that was awkward uh, and sporty, which is basically me. Um, so this has definitely been a, a new experience. Obviously you do promos and everything uh, in the indies, but it is definitely a little different when you're, uh, you know, putting out a scene where different elements and different things are uh, involved. Um, and I'm sure you could probably see my awkwardness in there, but it's not supposed to be. <laughs> well, it's something that you get, it comes with like with the reps, right? It's like wrestling. It's like training, right? It's you get more comfortable as you go, or am I uh, totally off base? No, I, I think you're right. And I've been actually looking into like maybe some acting lessons, um, I'm also based in Toronto. So as you know, there's like a huge scene with like uh, lots of opportunities. So that's actually been my, my homework for myself this past last few weeks is looking up where I can maybe go and learn, um, you know, a few tricks of the trade or get those reps, maybe some improv or something just to get out of your head. Cause I think part of it is like, you're just like, you feel weird because you're acting out. You're like, this is not me, but I have to act like it is me. Like I, this is not necessarily what like Jody G would do. This is maybe what Jody Threat would do and just working through those weird, uh, those weird feelings that you have. Have you gotten uh, any advice from anybody backstage about how to kind of be more uh, portraying yourself a little bit in, in those vignettes, but then, you know, acting uh, in those vignettes. Cause they have you know, Jimmy Jacobs. I know he just left there, but uh, he was a big, big, did very well when it came to, to that in the backstage vignettes. And they have a lot of people back there who have done this for, for a very long time. So anybody giving you advice on that end? Uh, so I haven't had too many reps yet, um, but the, the there was like one in particular um, that I did in like a stairwell and Jimmy Jacobs was the one that was directing that. And um, he gave me some words, but it was, uh, it was more just like telling me to get out of my head and like, don't, it's fine. Like we're here to make this work. And he just really making you feel comfortable. Um, Cause like I said, very, very awkward for me. Um, but I think I need a few more reps before I can really like a lot of the advice that I'm getting is more for my in-ring work, uh, work. You know, I think I've had like, like maybe six or seven matches at this point versus like one vignette. So I'm sure the vignettes are coming and uh, I will be, preparing myself as i said <laughs> one thing that you've uh, you've done very happily so is portray a zombie in wrestling let's talk about backyard pro listen that was, that was a demon not a zombie okay <laughs> long live nataz uh which is satan backwards i don't know if anyone clocked that <laughs> 
So what brought you to, to that whole thing? Cause I mean, I mean, it was during the pandemic and a lot of things were going on, but like, how did, uh, how'd you feel? How did you get there? Talk to me about backyard pro. Uh, so Vaughn Vertigo was like the mastermind behind it. And he kind of hit up a few of us in Ontario that were, as you know, we were completely locked down. We couldn't even train. We couldn't even go to the gym. Like it was uh, insane actually. And so following the rules of only having, you know, so many people in a space together, uh, he, he really coordinated and put this project together. Um, I miss it. Like, I, I hope he does another season. I know all of our schedules are so busy now, so maybe it's impossible. But um, what a really neat experience. And I found, interestingly enough, that was very, like, acting-oriented uh, I found that way easier to do versus like Jody threat. And I think that was because it was literally not human. And so <laughs> if you notice too, like people that know me, like a few of um, Nataz's quirks were actually like my actual quirks. So it was like very easy and uh, just walking around, like, <laughs> you know, like this very, very me. Um, but yeah, uh, Von Vertigo does not get enough, um, credits for that sweet project and again if anyone has not seen it please check it out it's on youtube uh there was like a few seasons it was a, a lot of fun and you'll see a lot of the uh the ontario folk in there playing different uh characters um yeah so, such a cool so project what, what we're saying is jody threat in the undead realm coming soon to to impact wrestling bro let's pitch it i'll pitch it <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as we always got to talk about Impact every week on this channel, I would relish the opportunity to talk about Jody in the Undead Realm. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I know you guys are headed to Atlanta this Friday and Saturday to it's for Impact Summer Sizzler. Uh, what's on the card for Jody Threat? I, I'm not telling you to spoil me anything, but like, what what's the impact for Jody this this coming weekend in, in Atlanta? Uh, without having too many details uh, given, uh, Jody will go there and kick some butt. We'll <laughs> say that. Back. I'm coming all go. revved up. I'm ready to go. Fired up, guys. Uh, part of the the Girls Next Door show and being an all women show, and you know you're wrestling Ally Cash, and there's a lot of great female independent talent on, on the scene. Who are some names to to you that that really stand out on the show or in general? In general, both can be on the show or, yeah, in general. Uh, maybe I'm biased, but anyone on, like, the Impact roster, like, that really stands out to me. But uh, looking at the – that show is stacked on its own. Um, again, like, Ali catches one of the biggest names on the indies right now. We got Trisha Dora, which is sweet. Vanessa Craven is back after that awful injury. Um, she's awesome. And uh, there's a bunch of, like, young talents coming up as well. Um, so yeah, like I would say like the show's actually done a, a pretty good job at capturing like some really good talents that are, are floating around the scene right now. So kudos to them. Let's, uh, let's go to girls next door. This yeah. Sunday. Your match with Allie is one thing. It's an ODQ match. Like we said, Allie's known for bringing certain weapons of her own, including a, a knife knife. Oh what's, God. What's I forgot about, about that. <laughs> no, now we're putting it on the radar. Oh, no. What's Jody's weapon of choice when you get into a nerdy Q match? Listen, guys, I normally don't do these kinds of matches. So really, there's nothing that I am known for. What I'm known for is surviving. So whatever is to my disposal, I will use. Whether that be, you know, um, a fan's can of beer. 
um, to a, a chair that they might be sitting on. Maybe I could dig around and find some sort of table or door, but like there is no choice because I don't typically run into these situations. <laughs> well, we gotta these find things, you. guys, these are my choices. <laughs> Mike one and Mike two, let's go. <laughs> once upon a time, it would be, you know, you, there would be a skateboard, but now things are different. Yeah, yeah, I retired then. That was my mode of transportation. It just was useful for violence when it needed to come about. But good call. Maybe I should pack my skateboard. I didn't even think of that. Once upon, a time, once upon a time, I watched you at A1 in Hamilton. And <laughs> your board, you, it got used for something. And for some reason, it just rolled right up to my feet. And I was like, this is awkward. What are we doing here? So <laughs> I, I thought, I was just like, how are we going to get this back to her? Thankfully, someone came and grabbed it. But uh, it, was, it was one of those moments where I was just like, is she going to use this thing more often or what? <laughs> so funny, maybe. Like you said, you've inspired me. And uh, for you specifically, I will make sure I pack my board this weekend. My goodness. Can I'm... you hit Joel Pearl with the board? Uh, I think that's assault, unless it's in a ring, and I'm not trying to get arrested, guys. <laughs> I'll just got a working visa, guys. I need to be able to cross the border. <laughs> now, if Joel wants to get into the ring and give me consent, then perhaps. <laughs> there we go, Joel. There, there. I, I just got I got your booking, Joel. Another one. I got you another booking. I don't think the uh, I don't think that the show on Sunday is is uh, is catered for me but jody i know that you've uh, you've worked other shows that are uh, that are all women shows uh one that i'll bring up is the summit in 2019 right. uh so and, and that was a show that you know was was a lot of fun for a lot of different reasons and gives shows like girls next door uh more merit more credit what's it like when you're working in a show like this where it's all women all the spotlight what's the locker room like what's the what's the the vibe um it's cool because in wrestling, you meet a lot of people and then, you know, a lot of us don't live in the same place. So we don't get to see our friends very often. And uh, as you know, the reality is that a lot of the locker rooms do not have uh, enough females in them. Sure, you'll have a few, but uh, it, it's you're going to get majority guys. So it's nice when you have an opportunity for the girls that you've met in your journey to all kind of collect in one area and you're getting to see people that you haven't seen in quite a while. Um, so like there's that, um, there's also often like a feeling of like, like we got, let's, let's, let's effing go. This is a PG show, right? I can't say the F word. No, you can uh, say it. You it's can fine. say it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> let's fucking go is the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. And it's just, it, it's, like a sense of empowerment. So um, I, I always speak so fondly of um, Shimmer. Uh, I'm so lucky that I got to at least experience it a, a few loops um, because now uh, Prezak has kind of put it to the side. So we don't get that like, you know, like twice a year sort of thing where we get to come together and, and see each other and work really hard together. Uh, so it's just it, it really is nice when a, a quality company will put together something like this and, and spend the money to bring in girls from all around so that we can see each other. What's it like just wrestling, uh, being back in Canada? I know you're in Canada for for Impact, but Independence. Uh, I haven't been there for a couple months now, so being back in Canada, just wrestling in Canada in general, because it has become such a, a big hotbed for wrestling. Yeah. You got cut out so hard that I didn't oh, hear the yes. question. Oh, yes. Apologies, my internet. Canada. <laughs> yes, Canada. Wrestling in Canada, it being a hotbed for wrestling. What's the what's the feeling like when you're when you're wrestling in front of the Canadian crowds? 
Oh, I love it. Coast to coast. Like I've been really lucky in the last little while where I've had like literally bookings in Halifax straight over to like Vancouver. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's awesome. And it's, uh, it, it's kind of like a sense of pride that you get to wrestle in front of like your people, if you will. Uh, and to like show like how much you've, you've grown over the, the last few years. Um, yeah, I love it. And the crowds are wild and so supportive. And, uh, like, obviously I'm born and raised in Toronto. So whenever I get to wrestle in Toronto, I get super hyped because uh, I really feel that hometown love. And I think that, um, a part of my personality is that I do represent Toronto and like, you know, someone that grows up in Toronto, especially in my era. So I feel like people actually like recognize that and give me that like extra love because anytime I'm uh, home, it just, it's the, it's just so loud for me, which is really cool. It's loud everywhere, which is awesome. Canada's great, but there's just something special about like your hometown. There's a place where you've wrestled recently that uh, is not very loud and that's in a museum in Winnipeg. Oh yeah, you had a match. Actually, very loud. <laughs> Talk to me about this because I remember hearing about this this show going on. It was called uh, "Fight at the Museum," yeah. and it's Winnipeg Pro Wrestling. Yes. Uh, you were you were the women's champion. Are you still their women's champion? Yeah, I am. Okay, so so talk to me about this match, fighting in museum, uh, as we start to kind of wind down on this conversation here. I want to I hear about this. Okay, well, I'm glad that we have an opportunity to speak about Winnipeg Pro because I hope that everyone goes and checks them out. Um, this is my second home, and truly, uh, I only call it my second home because I'm still living in Toronto, but I, uh, I love this promotion, and I love what they're doing. Um, they really do just want it to be inclusive and they do everything they can to make it feel uh, welcoming to everyone that's there, whether it be um, talent or fans, the fans too are like a different breed. They're wild, they're loyal and I, I love them and they're so invested. Um, so they've been building for the last few years and they got an opportunity to, to go to the museum in Winnipeg, um, which was even like a bigger room. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's a bigger room than their normal venue, which they normally sell out literally in like 20 minutes. So they'll release their tickets the day of the show, like uh, of like the show that's happening for the next show. And like within like 20 minutes, like they're always sold out. Um, so I guess it was like a, a sweet opportunity to prove to them that like, look, you can also sell out this uh, museum. Uh, and it was just like a really cool opportunity. And like I said, although maybe the rules are to be quiet at a museum, we were not quiet. Let me tell you, uh, Silesia is wild. She tried to kill me. It was nuts. Um, but I succeeded. Um, and yeah, uh, keep your eyes on them because actually in the fall, they just booked like a big ass venue out in, in Winnipeg. And I, I, I'm pretty sure like they just dropped the tickets and I'm pretty sure they're probably almost sold out. Like um, that's how very sick they are. Love it there. You, you mentioned earlier about, you know, using maybe a, a beer can or a fan's beer and then there as a weapon. And then there's also a photo of you and Willow Nightingale sharing drinks during a match. So I have to ask, what is Jody threats beverage choice? Oh, well, it really depends when I am relaxing. In a hotel lounge, it will be a filthy gin martini. Not like a dirty, not <laughs> filthy. I want all the olive juice. Uh, when I'm out, it's usually, honestly, like something simple, like a, a Jameson. I'm a whiskey drinker. Uh, but when I'm wrestling, my fuel 100% is beer. So like I said, I would use it as a weapon, but really often it's how I hydrate during my matches. <laughs> <laughs> just any beer? Just grab, grab it and just hope it's good? Whatever's available to me. I'm not picky. I respect that. I respect <laughs> that. 
my question before my last question. Yeah. We'll do it in succession. When's the last time you went to the bovine? Uh, I was there with actually Trent Seven, like when he was in town last, so like maybe three weeks ago. Wild. I used to love that place. I, love, I still <laughs> love it. It's great. Whenever I have one of the homies in, in town, that's one of my stops. Like there we go to obviously Sneaky D's and there's a few other, but those are like the two like classic ones. Fun fact, I've done a door girl job there uh, before wrestling Jody, which was interesting a few times. I worked the door there too once or twice. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, I, when my hair was longer and I was playing metal in band. So there you go. I love it. <laughs> Hasn't changed. My last question for you as we wind this down, uh, your Impact Wrestling Dream Match. Uh, who, who do you want to get in the ring with? Because so far uh, you haven't, uh, you, you've had a bunch of matches, but it's been a lot of, uh, a lot of different talent, a lot of enhancement talent, and of course, Alicia Edwards. So who's on the list? Who do you really want to face in Impact? Uh, this has been my answer even before I got to Impact. My dream match that I've been dying for for years is Deanna. Give me Deanna, please. <laughs> I'm all about it. So come and catch Jody Threat and the stars of Impact Wrestling first in Atlanta this coming was it friday and saturday yep. go check that out summer sizzler and if you want to come and see jody live at girls next door that is on sunday morning june 25th at the rec room in toronto 11 30 a.m start after that show there's also their smash wrestling versus defy wrestling if you want to get a combo ticket go to smash-wrestling.com tickets are still available uh, the shows are happening in the afternoon so that you can walk on over five minutes to the Scotiabank Arena and check out AEW and New Japan's Forbidden Door. Uh, Jody, please go ahead, plug anything you have left, and let's get out of here. Oh, my God. Go to Jody Threat, J-O-D-Y, Threat, uh, and that's at Instagram or Twitter. Please follow me. Like my stuff. Like it all. <laughs> Buy my merch. <laughs> Jody, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank Good you, luck Jody. Again. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing you. Amazing. Take care. Thank you, Jody. Have, Thank a, you. have a good weekend. Yes, you too. I don't know. I don't know. I got you. Okay. Jody Threat. That was that was fantastic, man. I'm I'm oh, excited for the weekend. Uh, very excited for for Girls Next Door. Very excited for uh, another round of Impact Wrestling tapings. It's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. <laughs> All right, she Jody Threat was fantastic watching her backstage. I think I could we could just like I, I don't want to be rude and just like boot her, but. It feels like she's trying to get out and, and we just kick her from the studio. Should I just kick her from the studio? Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. It's frozen. Oh, no, it's not. I'm, okay. Oh, there okay. we go. There we, we go. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Jody Threat was, was fantastic. Joel, I know the, the Girls Next Door show is not catered for you, and that's why I'm trying to get you beaten up on this show you could be the biggest heel just jump in the ring oh and just you know declare like we need men on this show and jody threat just comes out and whacks you with the skateboard and she becomes the biggest baby face you're a giant heel and then next time they come back and they they run toronto it's just a running bit i'm basically just trying to get you beat up everywhere i think everybody understands this by now that i'm trying to get you beat up everywhere why are you trying to take the other lambert gimmick and pass it on to me stop it Stop it. <laughs> I got a lot of heat, man. Got heat. Not the good kind of heat. Tell you that no. much. He drew. He drew a lot of money until Cody took his ball and went to WWE because he didn't want to work with Dan Lambert. 
Well, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> who wants to work with Dan? I want to work with Dan. I don't, I, I'm done. Uh, thanks again to Jody Threat. Thanks again. Looking forward to uh, Smash Wrestling. Looking forward to Defy and Femme Fatale and all the shows that are going on this weekend. Let's shift because we're talking about taking balls and going places. Logan Paul. What? what? Huh? Okay, took his ball and joined the, the, uh, the field for Money in the Bank. Yes, me too. I've declared for Money in the Bank. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna I'm gonna stow away myself in Sean Rossap's luggage, and I'm going to I'm gonna just jump in the ring for Money in the Bank, and a wrestler will probably hit me, I guess. Uh, but I've declared for Money in the Bank. Everybody, I'm gonna be in the match. I didn't have to win a qualifier or anything like that. I've just decided to declare for this match and i'm in this is how it works right i got views on twitter i got like 150th of logan paul's views that might even be be generous but you know i'm part of the uh arguably the biggest wrestling website out there so i'm i'm in this match let's go i'm gonna be mr money in the bank get ready Mr. Money in the Bank, Jeremy Lambert. Do yeah. you think that declaring for the row for the, for the row in a while for the Money in the Bank match is like declaring for uh, declaring bankruptcy, Michael Scott over here? Yeah, that's how it works. But I'm not declaring bankruptcy. I I declare Money in the Bank. <laughs> I thought your internet was about to freeze on you right there. <laughs> I was expecting. I declare my. And I just sort of had a field day. Uh, How dare yeah. you think that Ohio internet is going to, you know, freeze up on on everything here? Not Ohio, the greatest state in the world, where all of our stars leave to become better people. So that was a very confusing promo by Logan Paul. It was was it good. yes because he was delivering a he he kind of babyface and then heel and then kind of babyface did again when he was talking about redemption for the state of Ohio and I'm going to win this for you, but the crowd was eating it up as if he meant it. And as a result, it just kind of confused his entire promo in a way. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching him, you know, talk about how he's joining money in the bank. He was invited to join by WWE officials and he said he would. So he's going to win it because Ohio deserves the best and all the best Ohioans leave, which, you know, it's, it's a very true and good point. But he he had, he had a lot to say, and I think some of it did get lost in the reaction about him not being part of a qualifying match to join the field. But he also, he made reference to that he, in his own little way. Um, what do you think of the promo? What do you think about Logan Paul? And now the Money in the Bank field is at seven, not the first time we've seen this. So let's talk about it. What are we doing with Money in the Bank on the men's side? I thought it was a good promo. I didn't find it that confusing, honestly. Like it was designed to kind of babyface things at first because he was in Ohio, but like Logan Paul's just not very likable. He knows he's a heel, right? Like, does he? he that. Yeah, he does. That's why. He, that's why he healed on Ohio because he knows he's a heel. So that's that's what he did. Um, and yeah, he, he said manage. He was dressed in all black, so that very much. Uh, Yes, conforms to your idea. You're right. You're absolutely right. So he knows he's a heel. He healed on the promo. He said that management allowed him. They they wanted him in the match. He did not just declare like I have done. He was Triple H called and said, (laughs) he just he buried everybody else. He's like Triple H said, 
This match ain't got enough stars on it. It needs to go viral. They love the going viral. This match needs to go viral. So here I am, Logan Paul, the man of prime. I am now in this match. I have now entered this match. I was fine. Like, what were you expecting out of this? What did what did you want from Logan Paul? That's my question to you, Joel Pearl. Me personally? Yes, you. Oh, this is this is basically what I expected. I'm not upset with it at all. I You sound upset. No, I'm not. I, I actually quite quite enjoyed the promo. And I sat there on Monday watching it. And the first thing I said was like, when he started the promo, I'm like, okay, now say the part where Ohio sucks. And then he did. And I was like, okay, good. Now we're back on track. Um, the, the big question is now, will Logan Paul win Money in the Bank? And will the field stay at seven? Like I said, it has happened before where Money in the Bank has had seven competitors. Normally, they like to have around eight uh, as an, not I, I just, Joel, we, I'm the eighth man. Stop I'm trying it. to tell you this. Stop it. <laughs> they like to have a rounded number eight. So is there an eighth man? Is it going to be Bronson Reed, who has been taking out people week after week? It's not Jeremy Lambert. If it is, Bronson Reed versus Jeremy Lambert first. That's what we need to do. You can't just declare. You need to face the tsunami and, and hit it head on. That's what we no. need to do. I've declared I'm a big enough draw in my own mind that I'm going to be in this match. I'm the eighth man, everybody. You don't need to go anywhere else to try to find an eighth man. It is me. I think it stays a seven. I don't, I don't foresee them adding anybody to it. I think it stays a seven. You need to hit that tsunami from the top of the ladder. That's what we need from Bronson Reed. That's I can more. do a leg drop from the top of the ladder. I've seen that. That's true. The yeah. cyclist like drop. Yeah, you could do yeah. that. I, I think Logan's there as a bit of a red herring. Quite honestly, you saw almost everyone show up for that promo to kind of give their thoughts, except for one particular guy who was in the main event tag match. That's Damian Priest, and uh, I'm starting to get a little bit closer to the idea that maybe Damian Priest is going to hold that briefcase if they don't add that eighth person. I'm still kind of holding out that it could be Drew McIntyre, but. There's another side of that coin, and it's if Drew doesn't join Money in the Bank and win, I think he might come out after the title match with Seth and Finn and even up the odds if you have Finn and Priest beating up Seth. At the end of the match, Drew comes out, aligns with Seth for a short time, turns on him not in the UK, but maybe on Raw the next Monday. That way, he gets his big cheer, gets his big pop, Drew's back, and then we're setting up Seth versus Drew at SummerSlam because... Brock is going to be tied up with Cody reportedly. So why is he aligning with Seth for, for one that is this? Okay. So judgment day beats up on Seth. Drew makes the big save and then yeah, a big okay, return. They're big fine. Save. Yeah. Okay. And then they're pally pals. And then he turns on Seth. And says, this is my title. Right. You're in on this Drew McIntyre turning uh heel. Yeah. Thing. I've been Very for much a in on it. Yeah. I'm not like fully mad at it. I get it. Like I, I understand it. Um, I don't know if we're going to Drew is doing special Olympic work. So he's still like, he's obviously under WWE contract still. It's there. Um, if, if he doesn't show up at money in the bank, I think that goes to show things are much further apart than we'd, we'd like to believe because yeah, this is the spot for him. You're in the UK. You drew McIntyre is probably the biggest star you got uh, on the roster from the UK, like this would be 
the the spot for him. So if he doesn't show up, yeah, they're they're probably far apart on things. We're hopefully going to have Alex McCarthy, Drew McIntyre insider on the show next week to to talk. I mean, he's going to be at Money in the Bank and and everything, and he's very excited for the the bloodline stuff and um just I'm sure the show in general. But you know, Drew McIntyre expert uh, Alex McCarthy will hopefully be on the show next week. Yeah, th- this would be this would be the spot for him. Why are you laughing? I want to call him our Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre? Drew McIntyre. Oh, Cy- oh, okay. I get it. That's okay. It's not worth like, you're you're giggling like you've just told like the greatest joke in the world. I'm so tired That's like I'm four so out of ten. Yeah, well, that's, that's how much sleep I got was four. So. Four out of ten, Joel. Four, four out of ten that I needed. <laughs> Four out of ten. I don't think Logan Paul is going to win this thing. By the way, no, I mean, neither he might. No, I, he might, but I don't think he should. Look, man, they gotta, they gotta go with LA Knight, dude. Yeah, they, they, they got to. Honestly, like this man, the reaction he got on Monday, the reactions he's just been getting, you can't. When a guy is over like this, you gotta go. Like you gotta pull the trigger on this stuff. They were beating him in like three minute matches with Xavier Woods a couple months ago. the The man is still so over that you. They do this all the time though, where they don't capitalize on these reactions of like, "Oh, this guy got naturally over." No, no, we can't. We can't have that. And then they just bury these guys, and it's dumb. You got to capitalize on this stuff. When you have someone like LA Knight who is this over naturally, go for it. J- just do it. Pull the trigger on that stuff. To your point about Damian Priest, who kind of hinted might win this thing, I've seen so a couple a couple notes on that. One is that I've seen people kind of theorize, oh, Finn wins the the world heavyweight title and Priest like immediately cashes in. And, you know, Priest becomes the champion. And then Finn, now, there was the... They did the backstage segments with, like, J.D. McDonough. Um, they haven't really gone anywhere yet. And so maybe, you know, Priest becomes like, oh, okay, Judgment Day's mine. Finn might become a babyface out of this. But then I don't know how aligning with McDonough helps on this because that guy ain't a babyface. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, they could try to pull something off like that. But the the point is, like, Finn held the universal title for a day and now priest is like, yeah, now your title reign was like 10 seconds suck on that. And the other point of, of priest is a point you made with riddle of you thought why riddle was going to win is because they just beaten this man every single week. And that's what they're doing with priest right now is he's taking a lot of L's. And so the, the theory is always oh, taking all these L's because then he's going to win money in the bank which is you know certainly possible it's a WWE. i think it's la night i mean it's gonna be yeah. me i got my briefcase right here there you go my money in the bank briefcase brock oh you're gonna do the brock thing you're gonna bring that yeah, back i'm wearing a brock shirt actually oh look at you 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 mark yeah. wearing your wrestling t-shirts on the air you think you are dude David. i got this this is actually gifted to me uh from the wife she got it at like a thrift store or something so this is a, a free, more or less Brock shirt. I apologize for exposing my Markism on this show, but I got my Money in the Bank briefcase, 
everybody. I'm just gonna carry. What if I just cash this in, like my my phone with a picture of the briefcase? Do you think they'd accept that? Is that valued? Is that like legitimate currency in the world of WWE? It depends. That's an iPhone. What kind of iPhone is that? Ten. Is it the ten? The ten? Really? Yeah, I got it. I've had this thing for a while. Let me see the back of it. Let me see the back. It's got a case on it. Oh, uh, that might be an eleven. All right, might, sure. no, I guess I could like technically look it up. Yeah, you can just open up the the about settings. Yeah, it is iPhone. Yeah, it's eleven. All right, okay. sorry. So it's not so bad. It's still old, but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I don't know how much value that has. That's the thing. Well, the briefcase, the picture of the briefcase is the valuable thing. This is worth five five hundred thousand million dollars right here. This picture, just this picture alone it's an nft what if i said this is an nft and I mean, then Logan Paul would do that. Logan you can Paul only pay in crypto for for this nft of this brief this photo of the money in the bank briefcase this is right. how logan paul got by right mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if it would work though. you're trying i see what you're trying and it's not it's clearly <laughs> not taking yeah, it showed up on your stupid computer. Yeah, it showed up on my computer. Sorry, <laughs> suck on that. It was so close. That Kai was a good, a good attempt. I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. Kai with the super chat saying Logan Paul will win and the internet will go banana. I don't know, man. So okay, I will say this about Logan Paul winning. The case is very straightforward. He puts it on every single. Instagram video, every single social media post he does, that Money in the Bank briefcase is there. Every single episode of Impulsive that he does, that Money in the Bank make that Money in the Bank briefcase is there. He doesn't show up on WWE TV often enough. So when he does and he has the briefcase, it's a big deal. Will he? Won't he? Is this it? You kind of tease it a little bit more. However, it's Logan Paul, and if he wins the title, he ain't going to be defending it, and they don't want to go back to the Brock twenty. 18 or 2017 method where Brock won the title and then Brock didn't show up for months. Well, you know what? Let, let's just rephrase that. You don't want to go to the Roman Reigns current model where you don't defend the title very much, if at all. And that part is why I think you're looking at more of a red herring in terms of Logan Paul, who will have a great showing in the match. He puts the work in, he looks good, he, he, he works well. Um, and this is another match style for him to check off his box because. He hasn't done a ladder match. He certainly hasn't done a multi-man match. So this is a good opportunity for it. Well, I don't count the Royal Rumble, but he hasn't done like a, a multi-man match like this. So this is just another thing for him to talk about and talk about his WWE experience as a whole on all of these social platforms. So that's why I'm like, I'm of two mindsets when it comes to Logan winning or not winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. Both sides make sense, but I don't think he's going to win. Did he struggle to unhook that briefcase on Monday or was that just me? I think he was told not to unhook it. Oh, okay. Cause they had both of them up there and it's more for right. show. So I think, and also I don't know if are they hooked? Yeah, they are hooked, but like it's very precarious up there, but he was very comfortable up there on the ladder. He didn't look out of sorts at all. He didn't no. look uncomfortable. I was like, you know, like that, that that's going to change the entire outlook. Like if he can't unhook the briefcase, if he was struggling in that moment, maybe he was scheduled to win, but it's like, oh no, this man can't unhook the briefcase on Raw. We can't trust him to try to unhook it. That's why Corbin lost his cash in because he struggled so much to unhook it when he when he won 
And they said, oh, man, he struggled unhooking it. So now he's just going to lose when he tries to, to cash in because we just can't 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 struggle on the unhook, guys. Got to do it. Got to do it immediately. Otherwise, your entire career is ruined. I wouldn't be surprised if we do. I mean, Logan Paul is going to be at SummerSlam, right? You got to assume. assume so. Yeah. Do you continue the Logan Paul and Ricochet kind of? Not it's not a story, but like they had the interaction at the Royal Rumble. Ricochet brought it up on Raw. Do you maybe have them in some sort of match? Not a one-on-one, but maybe Braun's not coming back anytime soon, right? He's 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 going to be out for. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah, yeah, he had fusion surgery, so he's probably going to be out for at least a little while longer. Do you do a tag match? Do you do a multi-man match? What or do you not do Logan Paul in that situation at all? And he does something else. Here's what you do for for this. Does he want to pop on screen? Yeah, I'll, I'll give my very uh, warranted. He was not SRS. Now he is SRS. Hello, Sean. This is yeah, the Eggman is here. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Hey, I respect the shirt. First place, Cincinnati Reds. Let's oh, F and yeah. go. Yeah. Joseph Daniel Votto back. Still banging like only Joseph Daniel Votto can do. Makes me happy. A true I'm- True Canadian I, I, legend. He is. And um, it was so funny because like 10 years ago, people were like, he's going to leave Cincinnati for Toronto, which obviously wouldn't have bothered me that much personally. One person in, in history that has that as 1A and 1B, but he signed this big contract with Cincinnati. And I love how realistic he was about this. He was like, this is a good team now. So, I've also got to be good or else I'm going to be on the bench regardless of how much money I make. He's not dumb. He knows they're not picking up his option next year unless he hits 500 this year or something. Then they will, which is also possible because he's him. But yeah, also uh, I'm still uh, people are like, oh, you're not saying sell the team now, are you? Yeah, I am saying sell the team. I'm absolutely saying sell the team. Nick Castellanos, bless him, at least even though he's he's you know, he's all right, but. He should have at least got a call from Cincinnati, and he wanted the fans to know, hey, I like Cincinnati an awful lot. They never even bothered to call me to bring me back. Then they waived their like probably their top one or two starter and actively signed someone to make themselves worse. We are the living embodiment of the Major League movie right now. That's what's going on, <laughs> except there's no threat to move because uh, they can't do that. The, the city would riot, but yeah. They play in uh, about... 50 minutes too. It's an early game. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I'll have that on while maybe working a little bit. Yeah. It's the Rockies. Jay's home this weekend. Oh, they're at Miami. <laughs> we're, we're going to a playoff game, right, Sean? We're going we're gonna to go to a playoff yeah. game when they make the playoffs. Um, I was so glad. I, I went. It was actually the last. Well, okay, not the last playoff game they've been in because they made it in 2020. But, um, I, I did go the the last non play in playoff game they went to, and I watched. I think it was the end of Scott Rowland's career. I watched him strike out to uh, end the game. It was a bummer, but I'm glad that I went. But I want to go to a nighttime uh, Reds playoff game. Who knows, man? Like the schedule right now is so up in the air. With like, what the hell am I going to be doing? That WDB just announced an Indianapolis pay per view. They announced a Pittsburgh one that you can drive to. Yep. Uh, they saw those 3.5 million views that Fightful got for their SmackDown show. 
<laughs> on social media and they said we just got to do everything close to them i guess that's fine it's fine by I, me i prefer i mean detroit is a direct flight from lexington what mania <laughs> is a direct flight from lexington we fly direct to like four cities they're hitting them all <laughs> not Toronto, though. They're, they're, they're gonna have a pay-per-view in myrtle beach next <laughs> that's gonna happen <laughs> i think charlotte's like the only di- direct flight from the uh the Akron airport. So they come uh, here too. They'll come to Charlotte. Yeah. Let's go Charlotte. Yeah. So update the Jays are playing this weekend. Sean, can I go to the game on Fifel's dime on Sunday? It's a one thirty game. So Kate, can I can go after girls next door? <laughs> we'll take everyone. With he's us. got no commented. Let me look. <laughs> no, he's looking at it. It won't be on. It'll be on Jimmy's dime. Yeah. It will not come out of Fightful. <laughs> they're, they're um, also playing They're four o'clock on Saturday and seven o'clock on Friday. And I don't know when people are showing up anymore. So I'm here. Let me see. It's also Junior Jays Day. That's every Sunday at the ballpark. I'll bring it up to Jimmy on the air today. That's <laughs> I was supposed to do a thing with Jimmy this afternoon until he realized he had a show this afternoon. <laughs> hmm. A 137 Eastern start. Yeah, all of their Sunday games are around 1 o'clock, 1, 1.30. Well, they're playing the A's, so there probably ain't going to be a lot of people there. Which is great. <laughs> There's, it's going to be AEW day at the park. Oh, not not officially. I'm oh, not saying that. Get 14 and under. Run the bases. You can run the bases. I can bring my kid. He can run the bases. He'd love that. I got to go on can the field. Walk? At- yeah, dude. He, he's running around now. It's wild. Oh, okay. This kid skipped crawling just so he could run. Oh, um, okay. I uh, got to go on the field for the the bingo season ticket thing, and I had little rubber pellets in my shoes like all week long. <laughs> But was I, saw that, I saw that picture that you were you were out there on the the Bengals field. I stole some of the rubber pellets too. Wow, thief! I hope they come after you. I hope they add it to your season ticket package. Yeah, it will. Well, it's, <laughs> By the way. So, Jeremy went with a went to a game with us uh, last year. Yeah. Yes, and I went to the opening day, and i was dumb and got as close as i possibly could for that first game because i was like oh i got new money i'm not poor anymore and i overspent (laughs) i spent about as much on games or or tickets for those two games as i am my season tickets like and and maybe one other and fortunately uh i have a friend who was just like yeah come on come on to a couple games but yeah season tickets were absolutely worth it if i go to four games it's worth it for me and then i can sell the others but I'm going to try to go to all of them. <laughs> wow. Sean Ross doesn't work Sundays anymore. How many more how many other days off do you want? I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to work <laughs> Sunday soon. Tuesdays. Working, working Saturdays now. Yeah, yeah. Some Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming to Lexington too. So collisions coming to Lexington. Dynamite's coming to. As if I didn't need to travel more around them, by the way. I'm already going from Lexington to Cincy to London, back to Cincy. Uh, oh, yeah, and then I, I've got a another trip to Cincy in the middle of that week, because it's my birthday week, to go to a concert that, that my friends and family planned for me. Then I might be flying to Chicago and coming back the Saturday before All Out because of the WDB pay-per-view, and I want to be around to cover that. But I heard they might be doing media. And then on each side of that, there is a Lexington collision, and a and what what a, and a Cincinnati dynamite. What the hell? 
Just send me for the media at WWE. It's easy. No, wait, this is a Jared show. This oh, yeah, is where I'm going. Oh, yeah, you go. You're fine. Yeah. I'm I'll super professional. I ain't going to WWE to in Pittsburgh. What the hell? They're doing Indianapolis in October, too. So yeah, I'm going yeah. to that. Yeah, perfect. I, I will try to be at SmackDown in August when Edge inevitably has his retirement match. November will be a fun one. I've already booked my WrestleCade hotel through Monday, but I ain't staying until Monday. <laughs> but I'm going. But I'm, what I'm going to do is fly from Charlotte to Cincinnati Sunday morning, get picked up by my wife, and then we're going to go to the Bengals game <laughs> that day. <laughs> I will hopefully be at WrestleCade last year, or this year. Last year, COVID took me out, so I cannot make yeah. it. But I have, I have plans to go this year so I can, because uh, the GOAT, Brian Danielson, is going to be there, and I'm going to in See person it? pitch my podcast to him, and then he will laugh at me. And uh, much like uh, in person, you need to in person tell him that you wrote the article, which he is very yeah. aware of, by the way. Yes, yeah, I know he is, which uh, is uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I guess it's a good thing. Uh, yes, I will, I will, uh, I get him to sign an apple. I know, uh, who at Kelsey, Kelsey got him to sign, yep, an apple. Kelsey, and uh, Mike, I can yeah. get him to sign some premium tree sperm, uh, while I'm there. Somebody said that a Bengals player will get hurt because he steps on a part of the field missing pellets. <laughs> That's on you, Sean Ross. I was, sho- I was shocked to learn it was artificial turf. I guess I had never paid attention. And so many NFL teams use artificial turf while baseball just kind of moves away from that. Just just wild to see how that works out. But not also, the Blue Jays. Artificial yeah. turf. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, Jeremy, you will be just um, tickled to learn that I started at MLB Road to the Show. I'm I'm a shutdown shutdown reliever for the Reds, nice. or not not shutdown reliever. Sorry, sorry, shutdown starting pitcher for the Reds. Had probably the best minor league season of all time. Thirteen days before I get called up, they trade Jonathan India. Oh no! Who is the highest rated player on my team at the time? <laughs> For a pitcher, did they just get a pitcher? For, uh, they for got a, they got a shortstop and a third baseman. Basically, a bunch of things. The the Reds don't need any of that now. <laughs> mm. And oh yeah, here's me thanking Sean for making sure all the Fightful podcasts are back at 1080p again. Hey Sean, you want to tell them who really got you there? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why are you trying to take credit for everything? Joel? Because I can take credit. I can even show you the DMs if I really wanted to. Sean sends out a tweet saying, hey, is anyone else having trouble with their stream yard doing weird, bumping down the uh, the quality? And I said, and, and I, I sent him the tweet and I said, this is what it is. Like it's because somebody, I, and I'm not, I don't know who, someone goes into the settings on StreamYard, They bump their camera down to like 480p which then puts the broadcast quality down for youtube and wherever else it is and it doesn't change until someone goes back and bumps it back up so Uh, whenever i notice because i watch on the highest available quality because i have internet that can do that so whenever i see it go to 720 i'm like oh some schmuck did that they don't know and i'm not gonna blame anyone for not knowing about it but that's what happens is uh it gets bumped down because somebody goes and, and bumps their camera quality down, which is, you know, it makes sense because some of our talent don't have like blazing fast internet 100% of the time. So this is their way of compensating, which like it it makes sense, but they just have to remember to bump it back up. So that's what we blame for this. Kate's. Fair. That's fair. Nine times out of 10, 
Yeah, that, no, I think Pulaski is the kind of guy who has it wired in now. I think oh, okay. uh, ever since he moved, I think his, uh, his his computer is usually in that one spot. I think gotcha. it's wired. But yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, we, we try to keep it as, as best as we can. But yeah, we blame Kate easily. I don't know who That's else fair. we could blame. Kate's always a good answer. Yeah, Kate's the, she's the easiest scapegoat we have. She's the Kate goat. <laughs> the scapegoat. That one was better than your Drew McInsider thing. Much better on that than that one. <laughs> and then Sean just sent a DM to the to the group chat saying <laughs> exactly <see> that. that. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh man. Anyway, so um I'm just gonna yeah. reply, yeah, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if we can break the paywall yet, but it's been about 30 minutes and something. Well, real quickly, I know what you're going with the, the paywall thing. Yeah, I was yeah, about yeah, to yeah. give my super hot take on a Logan Paul versus Ricochet match. Yes, that yes, yes. I don't, I don't know if you need to do a match, Joel. What they need to do is just a series of viral events and see who gets the most likes on their viral events. See who goes the most viral. I need Ricochet jumping on like 15 different boxes just standing box jump see how high he can go see if logan paul can top that jump off of cliffs and do like 300 flips and everything see who gets the most likes on this the most comments the most subscriptions they they need to have a a viral decathlon is what i want to see from logan paul and ricochet not a wrestling match because wrestling matches don't sell viral decathlons sell so that's what i'm pitching for ricochet and logan paul the viral decathlon i love it what so what's the okay well let's not do let's not do 10 but like what are the three what are the top three decathlon because i don't want to sit here all day and try to figure out 10 different viral things that these people could do i just gave you a bunch no you got to give me like the top one what's your what's your top one you got to do a dance. That's definitely one of them. Whoever can come up with like the most creative dance um, is going to, that's going to be one of them. Right. Um, I, I don't, I don't watch enough TikTok to know these things. Where's TikTok expert Denise Salcedo when, when we need her of like what goes viral and things like that. Uh, I'll ask her this weekend when I see her. Okay, Chelsea Green might actually win this whole thing. Chelsea Green. Those were so good. Can we get her on the show? I know I'm trying. Can. I'm putting it out there in the gotta Twitterverse. Have. Gotta have. We gotta, you know what you gotta do? You gotta text, uh, not text, you gotta DM Matt Cardona and just be like, listen, I just, I, I'm, I'm not trying to go through you for no reason. Like, I need your, I need your partner. I need her to do this. Go tell her to go through whoever she needs to go through. Chelsea Green on this show. Chelsea Green, I'm not talking Chelsea Green. I want the raw Monday Night Raw Chelsea Green. Yeah. On the program. I want the character on the show doing exactly what she's doing. That out of character is a different show. We want in the character. Out of character. They can have all (laughs) they can have that bring her to us. Bring her to us right now. (laughs) And we will talk to her about all of her, all of her TikTokery. Uh, let the let the out of characters have the Kevin Patricks, okay? Yeah, I, I, I want I want Chelsea Green on this show in full Karen mode, and like give ten minutes, just ten minutes, and 
It'll be the greatest thing we've ever done. And then we'll never do a show again. If we get 10 minutes with Karen, Chelsea Green. That's we'll all I need. I've never, I've never wanted anything more in my life. If she had qualified for Money in the Bank, that would have been even sweeter. But that's not what we're doing. So, some of the, we need your wife. <laughs> yeah, just message Matt Cardona. Hey, man, we need your wife. I'm sure that'll go well. I'd be like, who are you? I'd be like, we did this thing a little while back. I'd be like, no <laughs> recollection of that. <laughs> we'll send you a plaque. It says best fightful something. I promise. <laughs> you can post it all over socials. Oh my goodness. Anyway. So uh, yeah. Remember about an hour ago when we were talking about CM Punk's opponent for Forbidden Door, we were like, oh, we got to get to the Kenta match. Well, Fightful Select reporting that that match is not on the cards anymore. And Kenta himself may have been the reason why. Let's uh, let's quickly dive into this, and then we can give our dynamite preview because I guess certain things may change as a result of this. But uh, yeah, what do you think, Kenta out? We don't know what now for CM Punk at Forbidden Door, if anything. I think the Tanahashi thing makes the most sense if that's the direction they decide to go, and especially if that's going to lead to a program with MJF. I know MJF still has some unfinished business with adam cole which adam cole is supposed to address on dynamite tonight so we will see you know what he has to say about the draw with mjf and if he can bait mjf into another match but i think cm punk and mjf makes sense as the program like as as a television viewer that's what you would want right the last time we saw cm punk before collision he was the world champion he was holding the belt up high and MJF saunters out onto the stage with removes the devil mask and, and it's him and he's motioning for the belt. So CM Punk and MJF is the match that that makes the most sense. And for a lot of for a lot of reasons, whether it's a uh, business, financially, ratings, and then on uh, just television storyline wise. So CM Punk, Hiroshi Tanahashi would make sense for Forbidden Door. If it's not Tanahashi. I'm struggling to of who it might be for because it's got to be somebody Punk can beat. That's that's the big and Tanahashi clearly doesn't care about taking these L's, um, but it's got to be somebody that that Punk can beat on the New Japan roster, and it's got to be a name. You've got Okada booked, you've got Osprey booked, you've got Sonata booked naito is, is naito taking that l like is naito important enough these days to be taking that l is he big does enough? naito even do a singles match naito's in like the mood of like yeah let me work this, uh eight man tag and not take my shirt off and you know just get in and get out like maybe that that's the name i can like kind of like ishii he gets beat a lot but he's been on aw television before he can take that L, he's he's part of the six man champs with Tanahashi and Okada. So Suzuki, he's appearing tonight in that trios match with Jericho and Sammy. Maybe Suzuki, and we set yeah. up the Jericho stuff with CM Punk. The conversation that was not that I'm saying we're going to do Jericho CM Punk from that, but like there at least is a loose connection there. Suzuki, Suzuki makes some sense. Um... I don't know who else is is there to like kind of, that feels big and it can take like, take the loss in this aspect. Like Tanahashi makes Tanahashi makes the most sense for a lot of reasons. I don't know if that's where they're going to go, 
but that certainly makes the most sense. Dick Togo. <laughs> uh, uh, what if it's a tag match? What if what if it's CMFTR versus like a? I don't even know what you could do with that. Just point. three guys. Well, once again, I'm still. Someone in the chat was talking about freeze up MJF for just five Jews, but unfortunately, Sonata is a little busy, so we can't do just five Jews. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know who makes sense. You do the Bullet Club again? Oh, MFTR? David like, Finley, <laughs> and I get what do you do? Juice and Jay, but they have Finley with them. You do Finley, Coglin, and. Gabriel Kidd as as the Bullet Club representatives. Uh, That's the problem. Like, there's nothing big enough to make this work unless it's more chaos members. At that point, it's like I don't know. Nobody. I'm looking at the roster and I'm like, no one here jumps out at me as the right person to face CM Punk at Forbidden Door. Yonatsuji is a name that. That's, he don't need to be taking that L though. That's the problem. That, that's exactly it. He would need to be punk to really make that, uh, that name for himself. Uh, there's, but yeah, there's no one here that I'm just like, yeah, absolutely. This guy, Toriano always. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Love me some Yano. Yeah. What about Hiromo? I okay. just want to see her. I just want to see if punk can, can go with that style against Hiromo. I thought about that and I was just like, I don't think I want to see that because Punk clearly was a little rusty in a trios this past Saturday. I don't need to see this. Bucks are going like, yeah, give him Hiromu. Well, I was going to say, what if it's, what if it's Shota? What if Mox and, and Punk yeah. are kind of back on talking terms and everything's cool, which I can see honestly, like Mox, I can see just being like water under the bridge. We're cool. Everyone was messed up at that time. We're better now, whatever, whatever it is. Like I could see them trying to set something up. You have punk beat the shit out of Shota in a make again, you do a, just like a, not an uncomfortable beat down, but like a good match that ends with punk really beating, beating Shota and Mox uh, being like, you can't do that to my guy. So you and I are going to have problems now. And they still got life in this Blackpool and Elite thing is the only thing. I don't know when you're moving on to to a punk feud uh, for for Blackpool if that's the direction they they end up going for. I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, I guess you can just circle back of like, okay, once they finish with Elite, Mox can circle back and be like, hey, remember Forbidden Door type of thing, and you beat up Shota. Now I got issues with you. Uh, you can always circle back to it. I don't know. It doesn't feel like. There's there's this super big match out there. Is, is there like a New Japan legend that they were like? I thought of Shibata, but it looks like Shibata's gonna wrestle Garcia anyway. Yuji um, Nagata. Oh yeah, I was thinking like Nagata. Uh, you know, um, what, what's his? Oh man, Ko- Kojima Satoshi Kojima. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Could, could go there. And these matches just don't like they're cool. They don't feel really big and i guess this is what happens when the guy returns two weeks before the pay-per-view and you're trying to set something up and the match that you seemingly wanted to set up has has fallen through here so i guess they're just you know i do so much with that um yeah i i think the tanahashi thing makes the most sense if it's not tanahashi then it'll your options feel feel kind of limited at that point shingo you put shingo 
and there Shingo's been reduced for in, in a New Japan perspective, but like he's still a former champion. So one thing I thought about, and, and the problem is of the way it's Osprey and Kenny. So you have United Empire being represented. I was going to say, what if you do CMFTR versus the rest of United Empire, right? You do Cash Plenty Two and Jeff Cobb, but then yeah. it's like, what's the, like? I I mean, I guess as a as a just a random match you put on the card, it would be entertaining. But not that there's enough time to really build a story. The idea of like Will Osprey, who is going after. Kenny Omega, who is not friends with CM Punk, and then the other guys are going to go off. You know, it just the the cross stream doesn't work for me, at least. I'm sure you could tell a way around it, but uh, you don't have a week to tell the story. You have a few days, so I don't know where I don't know where it sits. I I think if it's not um if it, if it's not a CM Punk singles match, if it's not Tanahashi, I do think the best potential like match i don't i don't know about best potential but the most likely potential match i should say is a six man tag and it and it is cmftr against let's say Goto, yoshihashi and ichi that's all that's all chaos right there so best buy-in ever <laughs> like that might be the direction they end up going if they can't if they don't do a big cuz like there's just not it doesn't feel like there's a big CM Punk singles match out there. So you just do a six man. Somebody can, Ishii can take the L on that one and then you move on. And, but there you go. You get a forbidden door match out of it. And the only reason I'm talking about catch 22 is also you've got, well, Kyle Fletcher is also there, but he can't do it yeah. because Godzilla's out. So it's like, but the, again, the CMFTR and then you can, oh, but you do, you do Cobb. Guys, right? They've got the light tag titles. They got yeah, they got oh, the, the, the junior, junior titles. Um yeah. you you do Cobb Fletcher, Great O'Con, the greatest worker of all I time. God about Great O'Con, and um, he's supposedly gonna be on the mat on the show. That's that was something that we were expecting. That's it. Great O'Con Vegas Adventures back, baby. Great O'Con trying to do Toronto. I would love to see him try. There are a few clubs around, not near, but there are a few clubs he could go and enjoy. He'll enjoy Zanzibar. Anyway, AEW Dynamites tonight. Let's quickly uh, talk about that. Trios match, Jericho Guevara and Suzuki versus Andretti, Darius Martin and AR Fox. Is Sting okay? Yeah, why wouldn't Sting be okay? Wasn't it supposed to be Sting and Darby and... uh, they hinted at that. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They they did kind of make reference, but that was never like official. And I think maybe they realized, oh, we should probably like do some type of Forbidden Door stuff the week before Forbidden Door and and heat that because like Sting and Jericho ain't happening at Forbidden Door. So I imagine Jericho will be on Forbidden Door. I imagine they'll do something uh, there, and this will probably set things up on that. So I think that that is kind of what it came down to is they realized they teased it, but then they realized, Oh wait, maybe we should hold off on that one because we have other stuff that's more pressing. I still wish Fred Rosser would get some shine on these forbidden door shows. I think he deserves that. Like wipe out action Andretti for this. Oh, I guess Jericho wipe out one of the three from that Andretti Martin and Fox trio, put Fred Rosser in. let him at least have something. 
let him show up, show up on Dynamite and have some fun. But anyway, uh, that that's the trios match. Hardys versus the Guns is happening. I'm sure that's going to be something, sure. Uh, for the TBS title, Chris Statlander defends against Ty Valkyrie. Ty Valkyrie gets her third title shot, this time against a new champion. She's turned, as women do. You show up as a hot hand in AEW, and then boom, you're beaten, and boom, you turn, and you're upset with the world. Chris Statlander wins? I would think so. Wonderful. (laughs) Why you're gonna take the title off Statlander after all this time, and then Ty has already lost twice to Jade. I don't understand why she's getting this match. I don't get it. Chris Statlander jumped the line. You had two shots. Get to the back of the line. It's very strange. Uh, In a concession stand brawl, because we're in Tupelo, Illinois. Apparently, Jeff Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe. I thought this past Sunday, I thought this was going to be the main event, but I don't think it's going to be. Uh, if Jared, Jared said if he loses, no, we're, not we're, not, AEW. we're not perpetuating that lie. That was <laughs> Jared was clearly riffing, and then they quickly, quickly edited that, that out. Took of, it out uh, right? Yeah, because I saw that clip floating around. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Obviously, as a news writer, I'm like, oh, that's an easy story right there. Jeff Jarrett says he's done. So I saw the clip floating and then I watched the official video like 20 minutes after I saw that clip and it was not in the official video anymore. So yeah, they, someone made a mistake there putting that in there and didn't realize what kind of stir that was going to call. Whoops. Well, there you go. Jared or Briscoe, who's going to win this thing? I would assume Briscoe, but also uh, probably Jarrett. <laughs> That's fine by me. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Katsuyori Shibati team up to take on Daniel Garcia and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, yeah, who, who's Zack Sabre Jr. going to call a dickhead this week? Shibata or Cassidy? Or hey, I assume he's facing o- Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door. Like They more or less set that up, but then they did this tag match. But I, I assume he's going he's gonna to have a match at, at Forbidden Door against Orange Cassidy. I figured Garcia would get into this and it would be a triple threat. For the international championship, maybe, maybe uh, that that's possible. I think Garcia is just going to face Shibata one on one for an ROH title at AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. AEW New Japan Ring of Honor Forbidden Doors. Is yeah, I saw that they added a new uh, TV title design finally. So good for good for them. They got the new TV title coming. Uh, the new the new belt coming uh and then of course we have our random we'll hear from we'll hear from eddie kingston adam cole will speak baby and of course brian danielson calls out kuzushka okada which to me that's the main event like i I, i'm not being facetious that is the main event segment to me does okada show up or yeah okada shows up so yes but my feeling was always like you're going japan to chicago to the u.s to then fly into Canada. So three, you're basically country hopping over those three, you know, appearances. So for me, it was like, was it worth it for them to bring in Okada for this? But it is. So I'm, I'm guessing Okada comes out. Does he bring some friends with him to fight off Black Bolt Combat Club going into Sunday? What are we doing? I, I want, they've done this before. Um, and this is, this is what I want. I can't remember what the, the, and this might've been a WWE thing, honestly, where, where they did this, but like, I want Danielson Okada just like face to face. And then you've got chaos and Blackpool fighting was, like around them. That was last year's forbidden door. That was the final thing where they had messed up and it was, uh, Tanahashi was face to face with Mox. Okay. We'll do it again. I don't care. But they, but they had screwed up the timing so bad. They had like an extra five minutes left. So it made everything really awkward on the broadcast. Well, time it better. 
this time. <laughs> I agree. But yes, that was the lead out to Forbidden Door last year's Dynamite. Okay. I knew I'd seen it. I knew some company had done it. I didn't realize it was literally last year's Forbidden Door. Um, that's what I want though. I that 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 visual just like pops me of these two dudes are so like unconcerned with like all their friends fighting each other that they are only focused on each other. And all, all these people are fighting. But it's like, I'm not going to hit this man. He's going to have to hit me first. I'm going to wait until it's an official capacity before I hit this man. I love that little bit. Uh, we also forgot the uh, the Lethal Lottery, a.k.a. the the draw for the Blind Eliminator Tournament. I and need I'm, legit draw on this, by the way. I want I assume this to be a shoot draw. I assume it's a tumbler, and one wrestler walks in, picks another wrestler's name out of the tumbler, and that's their partner. Yeah, I need this to be... Or I want Tony Khan drawing... Tony Khan backstage just working the tumbler and he just draws the name out. And here we have Hook. It's Hook, everybody. Tumble, 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 tumble. And his teammate will be Austin Gunn. Austin Gunn and Hook will be teaming on in the Blind Eliminator tournament. That's what I want. Hangman Page and CM Punk are going to become a team for this thing, I swear. Great. <laughs> That's all I got. We're, we did it. We covered everything. Reportedly CM Punk, reportedly not Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks on this show. Yes, that's uh, it's going to remain to be seen. They've got a lot to a lot of ground to cover going into Forbidden Door this weekend. Friday, we're back as we always are. Nicole Matthews is scheduled to join us. We're looking forward to that conversation. Thanks again to Jody Threat for coming around and joining us this morning. Jeremy Lambert's plug your stuff let's get out of here i'm going to win the money in the bank next week and that is all i have to plug good uh, keep it locked to fight overbooked for all the stuff we have coming up i made it through the show joel pearl congratulations it was a big deal i'm very proud of you uh go ahead in in, in honor of that in in celebration of that leave a thumbs up on the video and of course like and subscribe here at fightful overbooked because we have content dropping every single day i am at joel pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l Go enjoy Dynamite tonight. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, be on the binary. We're back Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern to get in the weeds. We'll see you then. Cheers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.